This is MRN Classic Races, presented by Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. And also brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our strength. The following is a presentation of MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR racing. It has dawned a brilliant, sunshiny day in Wilkes County, North Carolina. But for no one is this day more sunny than for Ernie Irvin. On this day, 13 months after lying near death in a Michigan hospital, Ernie Irvin returns to NASCAR Winston Cup competition. His return has been heartwarming, the end of a long road back. But in terms of harsh reality, after being away for 13 months, can Irvin compete like before? Anytime you've been out of racing for any amount of time, the first thing you think is... Man, is it, are these guys getting that much better? You know, I mean, did 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 I? I'm not going to be able to be as good as I was. And you know, there's only one way to do that: is to get there and start running and uh, do the best job you can. And hopefully, that's good enough. Today, we will all be part of a NASCAR racing success story from the North Wilkesboro Speedway, the Tyson Holly Farms 400, and Ernie Irvin's return next. M R N Radio. Presents NASCAR Today. Sponsored by Goodies Headache Powders and Pain Relief Tablets, the official pain reliever of NASCAR. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the North Wilkesboro Speedway in North Carolina. And yes, this day is a day of celebration. Whether you are an Ernie Irvin fan or not, whether you like the man or don't, one thing you can't argue with, as a member of the human race, Barney Hall, you've got to be awfully proud for a man who has won the biggest race, the biggest battle of his life. He really has that. He's worked very hard at it. I think everybody here yesterday, he got an ovation from the crowd when he came out and they started that truck race yesterday afternoon when he climbed out of the truck at the halfway point and was unable to continue in the second half of it, another ovation. And we talked yesterday about how much emotion has been involved, not only from people close to Ernie, but from folks that don't even know him other than just reading or hearing about him as a race driver. His struggle has been one that's uh, probably an example for all of us, that you can come back from anything if you try hard enough. And, of course, while the attention has obviously been riveted upon Ernie Irvin here at North Wilkesboro this weekend, let's not forget the other stories. That is, that Ted Musgrave has won the Bush Pole. Mark Martin, his Jack Roush teammate, shares the front row. Bobby Hamilton, a series of outstanding runs in the STP Pontiac. He is qualified third here today. So there are many, many stories in this final short track race of the season. And that's one reason I really like coming to Wilkesboro, Barney, is because each year we always say the same thing. They don't have to use these cars again until April of next year when you get back to the real short track. So you don't have to worry about bringing them back in a whole lot of good pieces, and that's what makes this race particularly exciting. Yeah, we'll see a few sparks fly here this afternoon, and we'll see some great racing. We'll be going trackside to talk with some of the drivers in just a minute. Welcome back to the North Wilkesboro Speedway, the Tyson Holly Farms 400, just a few moments away. But we do want to take a moment right here to say hello to a brand new station while saluting one of our longest standing affiliates on this network. Joining us for the first time in Mariana, Florida, WJAQ FM, one of 388 stations in 37 states carrying our coverage today. And all of us at MRN would also like to wish a happy 55th anniversary to WSLC Radio in Roanoke, Virginia. 
Virginia, Herm Revis and his entire staff, one of the mainstay affiliated stations of this MRN network, and we congratulate them. They signed on the air October the 1st, 1940, and they're still going strong up in the star city of Roanoke. Happy anniversary to WSLC. From the North Wilkesboro Speedway, this is MRN Radio. Citywide to countryside, whatever you drive, wherever you go. Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. To learn more, visit HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. Here at the North Wilkesboro Speedway in North Carolina, a beautiful afternoon for racing. Glad you're able to join us for the Tyson Holly Farms 400, and glad you're able to join us for a very special day, the return to NASCAR Winston Cup racing for Ernie Irvin. The story has been much told over the last 13 months, and Jim Phillips, today all the waiting for Ernie Irvin finally comes to an end. Ernie Irvin, you ran 75 laps yesterday in the truck race. What kind of grade did you give yourself? Um, I don't know. You know, I don't really give myself a grade. You know, it's just uh, I felt real good about it. Um, our, our truck ran pretty competitive, and uh, you know, uh, I, I think that our, that our speed was good and, and all that. But just the stand power wasn't there. So um, I don't know. You know, I, I just feel real good that that I got to get into some traffic, and I think we we'll probably answered a lot of people's questions, and uh, it's going to make them more confident for today. Notice behind you, you got a little extra mirror on the side there. Yeah, I just um, put this mirror in just to uh, be able to, to spot myself on the left side. And uh, obviously, we got a spotter, too. Um, you know, I basically haven't lost any more vision than any other driver does because basically our head sits behind the, uh, the B pillar. So, you know, basically, you can't see to the left hand side on these cars. So, uh, you know, I mean, our spotter works on it, and plus, I got this mirror. Tell us about this car. Uh, you say it's a brand new machine out for the first time. Yeah, you know, they uh, Dale did a little bit of testing in it one time down at Jefferson, Georgia, just to shake it down, and uh, it's been sitting ever since. So, uh, you know, we come up here and tested the other day, and uh, uh, the thing ran really good. And uh, Larry said, well, you want to take the car that Dale's running at Martinsville, or you want to take this car? And I said, I don't really care. You just give me a car, <laughs> and that'll be fine. Well, he's got a good starting spot, and I'm sure he'll be looking for the lead. Ernie Irvin rolled seventh today in his return back. I think they did answer a lot of questions yesterday by the performance he put on in the first 75 laps of the truck race. Let's skip up to the front of the field now. Ted Musgrave had a hot and cold year, 12 top 10 finishes, but he's had a lot of finishes not to their liking from 18th on back, first bush pole of the year for him. Still looking for that first Winston Cup win. Let's get his thoughts right now with Winston Kelly. And he's had a couple of seconds this year as well. Barney Hall, Ted Musgrave. Is this that time, this the race, that you move up one more notch, the first victory today? Well, it looks pretty good for us right now, you know, starting on the front row, and the car really did work pretty good in long run. So, you know, if God willing, we'll, we'll do it. But if it ain't our day, it ain't our day. But like I say, we've got to gather as many points as we can right now. It's real critical at the end of the year. Very much a give-and-take racetrack going downhill and uphill. What part of the track does your car run best on? Well, it's give-and-take. First thing I'm going to do is give Mark a shot and take the lead so I get five <laughs> points there. And uh, It is a very good, you know, like I say, uphill, downhill doesn't matter uh, too much to me right now. I've run a lot of racetracks where elevation was quite extended, you know, from one end to the other. But Wilkesboro uh, it presents a lot of trouble on uh, tire wear here, so we've got to be, uh, you know, get up a pace going and not use the tire so hard. 
That's the word from Bush Pole Center, Ted Musgrave at 118.396. He's on the Bush Pole. Ted Musgrave joining that growing list of Bush Pole winners, assuring us of an outstanding Bush Clash come Speed Weeks 96 down at Daytona. Welcome back to the North Wilkesboro Speedway. Jam-packed grandstands, as you would expect for today's Tyson Holly Farms 400. And, of course, the return to NASCAR Winston Cup competition for Ernie Irvin. In the who's hot and who's not department, certainly the hottest driver in the last handful of weeks has to be Bobby Hamilton, driver of the STP Pontiac. Qualifies well, a series of top five finishes. As a matter of fact, last week he finished fourth, picked up two more positions in the stand moving from 12th to 10th in Winston Cup tallies this year. He starts third again this weekend, Jim Phillips. Bobby Hamilton, what's made this team so hot of late? Uh, Jim, it's just a lot of hard work, you know. We used the first mark of the season to get everything organized, figuring out what cars the drivers like, figured out all our shock combinations, and the engine shop has done a real good job picking up a lot of more power. So it's just been a whole package deal. Everybody working hard and putting a good game plan together, and it's working right now. How do you feel about today's race? Can you make it four top uh, fives in a row? Boy, I hope so. It'd be nice for STP and all the race fans for the uh, for Richard Petty and all, but the place really gets slick, you know, and we've got a pretty abnormal setup under this thing to keep the car hooked up. We're thinking that's going to work good, and we've uh, went a little different gear selection than most of these guys, so we've sort of got our fingers crossed. Bobby Hamilton. I asked Robbie Loomis just a second ago, I said, when's the last time a Petty car has finished in the top five three times in a row? And he said, uh, what, in my lifetime? <laughs> I tell you, the second winningest driver in the field at Wilkesboro here is Darrell Waltrip. He's second to Richard Petty's 15 wins. He knows how to get around the speedway probably as well as anyone. He's another driver. He's had a hot and cold year, eight top tens. But he's had a lot of finishes, 10 to be precise, 30th or further back in the field. He wants to turn that around today. Let's get his thoughts right now with Winston Kelly. Sitting in the Western Auto Car, looks like the cat that swallowed the canary. You talk, start talking about retirement and made these guys mad. What have you been doing? Well, they don't want to break in a new driver. <laughs> they like the one they got pretty well. So, uh, anyway, the cars it was real awesome right off the truck. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm not going to make any predictions. Though. After yesterday and what happened, I'm just going to say we got a good car for today and uh, maybe the best shape I've been in a long time. How about the setup on the car? It was cool and overcast this morning, and the sun's popped out. Did you make any changes or set it up for typical North Wilkesboro slick? Well, we pretty well went to the old notebook and uh, pulled out one of those setups where I won, and we'll just see how it goes. Uh, you know, tires are going to be a big factor today, and if we can just make good pit stops and stay out of trouble, and the start's going to be real critical here. Don't want to get hung on the outside, but anyway, we'll see what goes here. I, I'm real excited about today. I feel real racy. I need to win one real bad, and I can't think of a better place. Uh, the old notebook has cashed in ten times here at North Wilkesboro. The Western Auto Driver starts fourth. And Darrell Waltrip has a new team member joining them this week. Scott Houston, the son of Tommy Houston, joins Darrell Waltrip as the chassis prep man. He'll also be changing rear tires on pit stops of the Western Auto Chevrolet. Let's pause ten seconds for station identification on MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR racing. In just a few moments, he'll be firing the engines here at the North Wilkesboro Speedway, and we'll begin the Tyson Holly Farms 400 for the NASCAR Winston Cup teams. Starting back in lucky number 13th spot, Dale Earnhardt, the driver of the GM Goodwrench Chevrolet. Is it lucky number 13? Well, the last time Earnhardt started 13th was at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. From that spot, he won the Brickyard 400. Jim Phillips, can he pull it off from 13th again today? Well, the record says he can. He started 33 times here at this racetrack, and he's finished the top 10 27 times. He's won five. What a record. Starting in your lucky 13 today, Dale, could you make it number six? Well, I'll tell you, it's been a, been a pretty good year for us. We've 
Wilsboro's a good racetrack for us. I feel good about the race here. And, uh, you know, it's 400 laps. It's a get-after kind of race, but yet still you got to be patient. The racetrack's got a little tweak about it that you got to really understand, and I try to, try to, you know, use myself and make the race car do its job, and we usually come out pretty good. But uh, we are starting from 13th. You know, won 10 races out of 11 from 13th, so we don't mind starting here. Well, the drivers I talked to this morning say he's the man to beat. That's Dale Earnhardt starting his lucky 13. And, of course, Dale with that win at Martinsville last weekend in the very same race car. Cut 34 points off of Jeff Gordon's lead. Earnhardt's now second by 275 points with a handful of races to go. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Is your check engine light on? Don't ignore it. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today and let our professional parts people scan your vehicle for free. We'll retrieve the codes, discuss possible solutions, and even help you find a professional technician if needed. Visit O'Reilly Auto Parts today for our free check engine light help. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. He is the envy of the racing world. I assumed that Ryan, Bubba, and Chase were all busy, and I was the next in the pecking <laughs> order. She goes way back. When did you meet? Seventh grade? Uh, sixth grade? No, ninth grade. That was a minute ago. And he just wants to be friends. Are we friends? No. It's the Sunday Money Podcast. Join Corey LaJoy, Daryl Mott, and Lauren Fox as they detail what it's like to live the racing lifestyle both on and off the track. Download and subscribe to Sunday Money on iTunes, Spotify, and your favorite podcast platform. It's butts and nuts jammed in there. The field of 36 cars rolling off the pit lane here to start the Tyson Holly Farms 400. The field includes 36th starter Robert Presley of Asheville, North Carolina. Lake Speed of Jackson, Mississippi, 35th. 34th is John Andretti of Indianapolis, Indiana. From Spanaway, Washington, Derek Cope is 33rd. 32nd is Bill Elliott from Dawsonville, Georgia. Out of Midland, Texas, Bobby Hillen will be going in 31st. 30th, Steve Grissom from Gasden, Alabama. Dick Trickle is 29th. He's from Wisconsin's Rapids, Wisconsin, Joe Nimichek of Lakeland, Florida will be 28th, 27th. Kyle Petty from Random, North Carolina. 26th starter, Rick Mast. He's from Rockbridge, Bass, Virginia. From Calera, Alabama, Hut Strickland squares off 25th. 24th, Ricky Rudd of Chesapeake, Virginia. And 23rd, Brett Bodine of Chemung, New York. 22nd, Bobby Labonte from Corpus Christi, Texas. And starting 21st, Elton Sawyer from Chesapeake, Virginia. 20th starter, Jimmy Spencer. 19th is Jimmy Hensley. 18th will be Rusty Wallace. Ricky Craven will start 17th. 16th is Jeff Bodine. 15th, Dave Marcus. Jeff Gordon, the series point leader, goes 14th. 13th is Dale Earnhardt. Good qualifying for Rich Bickle. He'll start 12th and 11th is Terry Labonte. And a look at the top ten. Sterling Marlin will be your tenth starter. Morgan Shepard starts ninth. Kenny Schrader eighth. Seventh, Ernie Irvin makes his return today. We'll talk a lot about him this afternoon. Sixth, Dale Jarrett. Starting fifth is Michael Waltrip. Fourth starter, Darrell Waltrip. Starting third is Bobby Hamilton. Starting second, Mark Martin. And on the pole, Ted Musgrave. Very classy field. Good mixture of cars at the front of the pack. A couple of Fords on the front row. A Pontiac starts third, then a Chevrolet, and then another Pontiac. Ted Musgrave's bush pole speed, 118.396 miles an hour. Not a track record. Ernie Irvin's record of better than 119 miles an hour still holds up from April of last Last year, should Ted Musgrave win from the Bush Pole, forty-five thousand six hundred dollars would be his. Should he win the Unical Challenge, one to go is the signal for the field. Now, as we get set to introduce to you the final member of our broadcast crew this afternoon, and a perch high above turn number four, Joe Moore. 
Thanks, Eli. It's beautiful out here today. Beautiful uh, sunny afternoon. A little bit of a breeze and temperatures up around 75 degrees, so it's going to be perfect for racing. But watch the cars off turn two going up the back straightaway. There's a slight elevation there. They'll uh, kind of do some battle coming off turn two, set it out a bit halfway down the back straightaway, and then get back into pushing and shoving coming into turn number three. Kind of tight here through turn three and four, then race back to that start-finish line. We'll cover all the action for you here today. 0.625 miles around this racetrack. It's a unique racetrack. You go downhill on the main straightaway, uphill on the backstretch. It puts premiums on engines, on gearing, and on driver's smarts as you go into the turns. The first of 400 laps set to go. Here's Barney Hall with the call. Down to the line, Tyson Holly Farms 400 underway on the break as they go into the corner, swinging down to the bottom of the racetrack. Ted Musgrave trying to hold off Mark Martin, dead heat off turn two. Mark Martin still up alongside in the outside groove. Here they come to the end of the back straightaway. Mark Martin drives in deeper. He's got the nose of his Ford out in front of Musgrave, but now Musgrave comes back to challenge. And Musgrave will hold off his Jack Roush corporate teammate to lead lap number one. Downhill to the first corner they go. Everybody single file except back at sixth where Schrader is out of line. Schrader on the outside lane. That's not where you want to be. To the inside of him is Dale Jarrett. That's a drag race back for the sixth spot. Front five cars are single file off turn four. Good move by Mark Martin to get himself tucked back in in second place real quick. And now he finds a challenge as they go back into turn number one. This time from Bobby Hamilton. He works on him real good out of turn two. Hamilton tries to get the run down at the inside lane, but it's not going to work. Off turn two, Hamilton falls back in line, single file. Michael Waltrip's Pontiac next in line in fourth, and Darrell Waltrip in fifth. Ernie Irvin running in eighth position right now, sandwiched in right behind Schrader and ahead of the Sterling Marlin car. Then you've got Rich Bickle, who's moved up from the start. In turn one again, Schrader can't go down low. Ernie Irvin to his inside, trying to make a bid. And Dale Jarrett just ahead of them. He'll make a bid for the fifth spot, going to the inside lane, trying to get by Darrell Waltrip. It won't work. Single file again is the way they exit turn four. Just a little contact through turns one and two a moment ago for Ernie Irvin as he bumped into Kenny Schrader, or they touched probably in no fault of anybody just there, just real tight racing. Now they get back in single file. They're back to three. Race is going on for the fifth position. Once again, Dale Jarrett trying to get the lane underneath Darrell Waltrip. He can't do it. Single file there. Ken Schrader next in line. That's where Ernie Irvin's knocking on the door. Ernie Irvin trying to make a move to the inside. Can't do it. He'll hold his position. Further back, Dave Marcus caught out of line, losing spots back in the middle of the field. He's now running in 22nd as the leaders are in three. Ted Musgrave stretches out his lead. Now two car lengths over Mark Martin. Bobby Hamilton sets next. Then Michael Waltrip. It's five car links back in the fifth place. What are Darrell Waltrip? Another one of those racetracks, kind of like Martinsville last week, that you find out within about 10 or 15 laps if you hit the right setup or if you haven't. The front four racing real hard. From fifth on back, it's just nose to tail. They're back to three. Once again, it's Dale Jarrett trying to get by Darrell Waltrip. Waltrip doesn't seem to be quite as quick as Jarrett. Jarrett just can't find the lane to make the move. Jeff Gordon also has been trying off the corners to draw to the inside of the Morgan Shepard car. He can't do it. Behind them, the battle for 13th spot. Here's Earnhardt working to the inside of Terry Labonte who goes wide in the turn. Earnhardt goes for that position while up front Bobby Hamilton goes for second. He gets the lane underneath Mark Martin. So move Bobby Hamilton now up to the second position. That team has really been on a roll in recent weeks. Hamilton pumped up as a driver. The team has all the enthusiasm that you could ask for and they may have a good run here today again. They're over to turn number two. Musgrave by two car lengths as they work back to three. Hamilton rides along in second. Mark Martin third. Michael Walter fourth. Again five maybe now seven car lengths back to Darrell Walter. 
Waltrip. Still got uh, Dale Jarrett trying to get by there. Meanwhile, further back, Dale Earnhardt has picked up the spot. He got underneath and bypassed Terry Labonte. And Labonte can't get his car back to the low side of the racetrack. Jeff Bodine going to challenge him now. That's for 14th and 15th spot. Jimmy Spencer is also there waiting and watching to see what happens. Sterling Marlin, he's running in ninth. He tries to get the piece of Ernie Irvin off turn number two. Can't do it. And for the moment, Jeff Gordon in 12th. He also settles in. Can't challenge Morgan Shepard right now, but everybody still watching the downhill battle at turn number one where Schrader is on the move. Schrader works the outside groove. This is where he got stuck the last time, and it may not pay off here. Yes, it will. To the outside lane, he challenges Dale Jarrett. That's for the sixth position. They're dead even in turn four. Touch a little bit as they come through the corner and back into the straightaway. Schrader on the outside. Down to the inside is Dale Jarrett as they scramble real good. Bobby Hamilton made a move to grab the lead off turn number two. It didn't work. He sure tightened it up on Ted Musgrave. Remember, he was about five car lengths back before. Now he's right up on the rear deck of Musgrave, exiting turn four. That sixth-place battle still Schrader to the outside of Darrell Waltrip. Battle for the lead. We go back there again as they work downhill towards turn number one. This time, Musgrave goes wide. Hamilton looks to the inside. Bobby Hamilton in a bit for the lead. That's the opening he was looking for. The inside lane just wide open for the STP Pontiac. Hamilton is there. The nose out in front. Musgrave can't squeeze back down in front. Hamilton's got to take the lead. A lot of these Wilkes County fans remember that STP Pontiac over the years when Richard Petty put it in victory lane here many, many times, and they come to their feet watching the battle for the lead. And for the moment, it is Bobby Hamilton in first. Riding second is Ted Musgrave. Grave, about a half a car length back is Mark Martin. At the North Wilkesboro Speedway in North Carolina, Dale Jarrett and Darrell Walchip jousting for position. They're going for sixth and seventh off turn number four back towards the stripe. Meanwhile, Bobby Hamilton continues to lead. While you were gone, Jeff Bodine spun in turn number two. Looked as though he had a little help from the rear and traffic, but there was no caution flag, and the Exide Batteries team has been able to continue on, and Jeff Bodine, though losing positions, is on the lead lap running in 25th. Rich Bickle having a good run in the early going, but there's a battle ongoing in turn number one now for about sixth place on back. All right, the sixth position is Darrell Waltrip. He's got a broken free. Dale Jarrett was chasing him, but Jarrett went high in turn two. Now two cars will overtake him. Sterling Marlin dives to his inside. Ernie Irvin makes the pass, and now Jeff Gordon on the move underneath Dale Jarrett. And we've been seeing a lot of contact through turns one and two. The car's kind of skating around, even though it's early in the event. Just 23 laps are complete. Darrell Waltrip currently is sixth, seventh right now. Sterling Marlin, eighth is Ernie Irvin, and from there on back's where the scramble is in turn three. And ninth is Jeff Gordon. Tenth is side-by-side. Side. Earnhardt goes to the inside of Dale Jarrett. He'll pick up the tenth spot. Now behind him, it's Jarrett and Terry Labonte side-by-side. Side. One car having a tough go here early is Jimmy Spencer. He has gone progressively backwards, now running in the 19th position, and that is at lap number 24 of 400. The leader, Bobby Hamilton. Before long, he's going to catch traffic. He's already catching heat from Mark Martin, who was in second and is closed in right on the rear deck of the STP Pontiac. Martin is right on the rear deck of the car, coming up off turn number two, they're beginning to leave Ted Musgrave a little bit. He's several car lengths back. Michael Walter rides all alone. He's about five car lengths back. You got Kenny Schrader even further. Then the first side-by-side -side race for the fifth spot. Sterling Marlin to the inside of Darrell Waltrip. He'll open the lane, get the spot, and here comes Dale Jarrett. Dale Jarrett continues to try to move up, get out of that box of traffic where he's been knotted in for about the last 10 or 12 laps. About four or five cars there. Bid for the lead in turn three. Ernie Irvin trying to get the position down to the inside lane while the lead battle is in turn number four. Mark Martin finally to the inside of Bobby Hamilton. He grabs
grabs it. So he'll take over at lap number 28 here, Mark Martin will, as he now works into turn number one with Hamilton and now Musgrave all tied tightly together. Single file working up the back straightaway again, a three-car breakaway heading into turn number three. They're closing in on the rear of the field as they exit turn four. It's been a good racetrack for Mark Martin over the years as far as running well, but he has not won that many races here and hasn't had that many great finishes. He says, I get around here about as good as anybody, and they have a good setup underneath the car. He said yesterday, we're talking to him in practice, he said, if our setup works like I think it will, we might be the car to beat. That's panning out right now. They're back in three. Good battle going on from the eighth position on back. Finally, Sterling Marlin has broken free of all that, but he's left Ernie Irvin, Jeff Gordon, Dale Earnhardt all in his wake. You've also got Terry Labonte stack up there. Daryl Walker has fallen back a bit, and Rich Bickle beginning to move up now into the top ten. Terry Labonte making a nice move moments ago around Daryl Waltrip to pick up that position. Let's mention we're now just an hour away from the start of the NASCAR Slim Jim All-Pro Race, the 26th annual Featherlight 400 today at Winchester Speedway in Winchester, Indiana. Ron Barfield on the bush pole at better than 112.6 miles an hour. If you're in the Winchester, Indiana area, head out to the Speedway and bring your radio along. Keep tabs on Wilkesboro while enjoying the NASCAR Slim Jim All-Pro Series. We're also about two and a half hours away from the start of the 16th annual Fall Final for the NASCAR Featherlight Modified Tour. That's at Stafford Motor Speedway in Connecticut today. They'll go green at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Trouble in turn three. It is Hunt Strickland, Bobby Labonte, and Jimmy Spencer all involved. The three cars go up the banking, hitting the outside retaining wall. Looks like Strickland got a good bit of damage to the front end. Jimmy Spencer with damage to the right side of his car. The other car, Bobby Labonte, drives away. He's got a fender bit in onto the right front tire. Not pointing the accusatory finger at anybody, though remember Spencer was fighting his car to try and get back to the low side of the racetrack. Don't know exactly what keyed that incident, but certainly Jimmy's car had not been acting the way he would have liked. Labonte pulls away. Hutt Strickland has his car refired. He will pull away as well. So all three teams able to continue. We'll get an update from Pit Road shortly. Everybody pits with the exception of John Andretti. He is the new leader of the Tyson Holly Farms 400. Let's go to Jim Phillips. All the drivers on this end, Eli, no gambling. They all took four Goodyear Eagle tires and filled it up with Eulacal gasoline. Dale Earnhardt, Bobby Hamilton, Jeff Gordon, Kenny Schrader, Darrell Waltrip, a chassis adjustment for Waltrip, Mark Barton, Ted Musgrave, Sterling Barlin, Terry Labonte, and Dale Jarrett, all four tires and Unical gasoline. Winston Kelly. Routine stops down here. I've got to believe with Rich Bickle stop, he only got two right side tires. The damage on Jimmy Spencer's car all the way down the left side of the automobile, two big tire marks in between the two left side tires. Damage to the left front of Bobby Labonte's car. It's pinched back in against that left front tire. Jimmy Maycar and the crew pulled it off, changed right side tires. They're going to bring him back in for left sides this time. So pit stops continue here. Jimmy Spencer's car comes back down with that big dent caved into the door from the North Wilkesboro Speedway. This is MRN Radio. Hey, guys, Corey the Joy. Join me and my friends, Lauren Fox and Daryl Ma on the Sunday Money Podcast as we talk racing. What happened in California? Like, what is that, you know? Yeah, they all sat in a pit road waiting for one guy to be the sacrificial lamb, and none of, nobody wanted to do it. And just life. Did you fall in love on TV? No, definitely not. I could not. Plus, you never know who might stop by. Young Ryan Blaney's here with something in his hand. I brought you our script because you guys are like our show, so. It's Sunday Money on MRN.com, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Oh, 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 Sunday Money.
save on your next oil change at O'Reilly Auto Parts when you purchase five quarts of Valvoline conventional motor oil and a MicroGuard filter for $24.99. Or for higher mileage vehicles, upgrade to Valvoline Max Life motor oil for $25.99. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. For the ninth time this year, John Andretti leads on the NASCAR Winston Cup circuit. Back under green here at the Tyson Holly Farms 400. You've got Rich Bickle running in second. Lead cars now going around Lake Speed. Here comes Bobby Hamilton. He'll challenge for second, if not for the lead, in turn one. Bobby Hamilton dives to the inside of Rich Bickle. First to challenge for the second spot. Bickle sees him coming, so he now is on the attack. He goes to the outside of Andretti. This is for the lead. They're side by side in turn number three. Andretti gets a nose out in front, but the battle continues on four. Tires can make a big difference in a track like North Wilkesboro. They're coming in right now as going around on the outside goes Rich Bickle. That two-tire pit stop a moment ago really got them out ahead of the pack. He's about to take the lead off turn two. Bickle gets the nose of his car out in front coming into turn number three, but Andretti battled, battles back up alongside. Still right behind him, you've got Bobby Hamilton and Mark Martin there just waiting. Downhill towards turn number one, Rich Bickle, one of America's top short track aces, leads here at North Wilkesboro when he tries to bring Bobby Hamilton with him past Andretti. They're working the out outside lane coming up off turn number two. John Andretti still is in the mix, though. He's to the inside lane trying to get by Bobby Hamilton, but instead Hamilton's now going to pull up alongside Rich Bickle. Seven cars up in that lead pack as they work across the line and back into turn number one, led by Rich Bickle. Bobby Hamilton works his way up to second. John Andretti having his hands full now, hanging on to third. He's about to lose that up the back stretch. Mark Martin's the man who's going to take it away. He swings around to the outside with his Ford. He'll grab the third spot. Andretti falls in line in fourth. Then it's side by side. Musgrave and Ernie Irvin. Michael Waltrip and Dale Earnhardt. Here comes Bobby Hamilton. He'll make an inside move against the leader, Fickle. Dead heat towards turn number one. They'll hold their spots back into the corner. Couple of Pontiacs going at it, coming off the corner, and it is Bobby Hamilton will get the nose out in front at the end of the back straightaway. Bickle again will pull even, and they'll race side by side yet again into turn four. This is short track racing at its absolute best here at North Wilkesboro this afternoon. Bobby Hamilton has fought back a couple of times to get himself with the head of the field. He leads them back to turn number two. Mark Martin settles in in second place, riding still third, Rich Bickle. Fourth is Ernie Irvin. Good scramble from fifth on back. That's where John Andretti's trying to hold off Earnhardt, but he will not be successful in doing that. Earnhardt swings around. He'll grab fifth. The race now for sixth with Andretti and Michael Waltrip. Andretti working the inside groove. Again, changing no tires while everybody else took two, if not all four. Michael Waltrip goes by Andretti. Others may follow. That's for the sixth position. Michael Waltrip grabs it coming off turn number two. Jeff Gordon now gets in the mix. He pulls up to the outside lane. He's racing along with John Andretti for the seventh spot. Gordon's got a good handling race car, good working race car. He's just been caught in that traffic back there not able to get out to the inside lane or the downside of the racetrack. Once he breaks free of traffic, one-on-one, -on -one, he seems to be able to get around about every car he catches. Joe Moore, he's back in three. He's up to the seventh position, picking up that spot from John Andretti. It seems to be in pretty good shape, closing in on Michael Waltrip. Further back, you've got Terry Labonte. Once again, he's trapped in the outside lane. I understand the value of getting those five points to lead a lap here today, but it'll be interesting to hear from Tim Brewer as to exactly what their strategy was. Let's go to pit road. Well, Eli, down in the Tim Brewer pit in the John Andretti pit, the strategy is simply this. If you stay out on the racetrack, he started 30 fourth 
if he gets another quick caution within 15 or 20 laps and he hasn't fallen all the way back through the field, then they've gained all that track position. If they've run 20 or 25 laps, everybody's going to come back down the pit lane and change tires again anyway, so they'll come down with them and stay on the racetrack. The trick is if we go for a long green flag run here, they're going to be in trouble, but certainly when you're starting 34th, it's a gamble worth taking. And Barney, you've gambled occasionally with old Tim Brewer, haven't you? <laughs> yep, Brewer, will, he doesn't mind rolling the dice, as he says sometimes. Good hot scramble for third place right now. Ernie Irvin has it. A couple of cars working on him. Earnhardt and Rich Bickle back to three. Ernie Irvin took it away from Rich Bickle the last time here in turn four. Earnhardt tried to make the move to the inside of Irvin, but Irvin defending the lane. He'll hold him off yet again in turn four. Ernie Irvin running about a dozen, if not 12 or 15 car lanes back from second place right now. Then there's Earnhardt, Bickle, Michael Waltrip, Jeff Gordon, Terry Labonte, Musgrave, and Sterling Marlin. Everybody's on the lead lap right now except Lake Speed he is a lap down Jimmy Spencer is one lap down and Hutch Strickland a couple of laps down Strickland with a good bit of damage to the right side of his Quaker State car after the accident up in the corner earlier though he is able to stay out there and running the damage though particularly strong on the right of the automobile the leader Bobby Hamilton as he comes through turns three and four behind him is Mark Martin we're just 50 laps into the 400 here in North Wilkesboro the Tyson Holly Farms 400, 58 laps complete. 400 laps makes up the distance here today. That's 250 miles around this North Wilkesboro Speedway. Ernie Irvin closing in even closer now upon the race leader, Mark Martin. Martin took the lead some seven laps ago for the second time this afternoon. Irvin's within a car length in turn one. Irvin will follow the tire tracks of his buddy, Mark Martin, coming up off turn number two. Doesn't close in a whole lot as he hits back to turn three. Looking further back in the field, John Andretti, who did not come in to make that pit stop, he's fallen all the way back to the 18th position continues losing spots. Biggest thing right now Tim Brewer is concerned about is just John being able to stay on the lead lap until they can get in and make a pit stop. Field goes back to turns one and two. Mark Martin is a leader. Ernie Irvin doing a tremendous job in the early going here this afternoon. He is two car lengths behind right now. Earnhardt beginning to close in on both of them and you heard the prediction made down on pit road before race time that just about everybody in the field felt like Dale would be the man to beat today. Slowly but surely he's worked his way up there. Drop back to fourth right now. Score Bobby Hamilton. Jeff Gordon is going toward the front. He is up to fifth. Gordon closing in a bit, coming up off turn number two. He'll close in right on the rear deck of Bobby Hamilton, not yet making a move. Further back, Dale Jarrett working the outside lane. Ricky Rudd will go by and pick up a position there. Also, Rich Bickle, who only took on two tires. He, too, falling back to the field. He's back at about the 15th spot. Rusty Wallace goes by him now, brings Rick Mast along with him, so Bickle losing a couple of more spots, while Bobby Hamilton and Jeff Gordon joust just a bit. Gordon goes by Hamilton. Jeff takes over fourth. Here comes Terry Labonte. He'll take over fifth. Hamilton is all the way back to sixth. 63 laps on the board as Irvin and Martin, the top two cars, begin to close in on traffic shortly. Single file working off turn number two. About two car lengths between the front two machines. Then Dale Earnhardt back in the third spot. We thought he would close in a little bit quicker, but he's kind of maintaining his distance for now. First battle really is going on further back. Michael Waltrip, he's holding up a string of cars, including Ted Musgrave, Ken Schrader, and Sterling Marlin. Several cars we expected to be up in the thick of things, at least by the before we get to 100 laps would have been Jeff Bonine, Rusty Wallace, and maybe Bill Elliott felt like they could have a good run here this weekend. So far, they're way back in the middle of the field. Ernie Irvin doing a great job. Let's get a word out of his pit. I believe Winston Kelly is there. Well, Robert Yates is handling the crew chief duties here. He's been talking to his driver. Now calls out the time. Robert, Robert, what's Ernie saying about his condition in the car? Uh, he's fine. The car is just really tight. And, uh... 
You know, but he can't do a whole lot. It's, it's a tough deal, but we'll keep working on it. That's the word from Robert Yates. He's one of the few here in this pit that has maintained a stoic attitude the whole race. The others, when he passed the car, they wave him on. Big smiles here in this second Texaco Haviland pit. Now, Ernie Irvin has uh, been working out on a regular basis in a gym in the Charlotte, North Carolina area. He said he's probably in better physical condition now, overall muscle trim and what have you, than ever before. Now, how that translates to sitting in a race car and, and, and wrestling a, a machine for... Uh, two and a half, three hours. There's a little difference there, but uh, he said he's in good shape, and he hoped that he could go the distance as well as the car can go the distance. We talked about that yesterday, that as far as muscle mass and all that type of thing, as far as his physical conditioning, he, he will be the first to tell you, I'm probably in the best shape I was even before my accident, but it's still, you have to get back in that race car, get your timing, get your motor skills back down, learn to work traffic, judgment, and everything else, and of course, he has to adjust to the thing of running with just the vision out of that one eye, but so far He's done a great job. I don't think he's pushing himself. don't think he's pushing the car, and I don't believe he will until he's ready. He'll progress kind of a step at a time. Both the front runners now catch the tail end of the field off turn number two. Lake Speed is the first car they'll work around. Mark Martin draws a line on Lake Speed, and there is a gaggle of cars just ahead from 18th on back. They're stacked up double wide. Here's Martin now going to the inside of Lake Speed, the first of those cars he'll lap. Lake is already a lap down. He now goes two laps down. Martin and Irvin both clear him. Here's now next man to deal with. That's Elton Sawyer. He'll take the middle groove, and Martin can't pass him. Martin looks for a chance to get by to the outside. That doesn't work. He'll look to the inside, and that's where he moves coming into turn number three, opening up the lane as well for Ernie Irvin right behind him. Funny to look up toward the tail end of the field when we say something on the radio that uh, the leader's about to catch the tail end of the field. There'll be four or five cars somewhere back there, and all of a sudden you'll see them pick up the pace, and I'm sure their spotters or crew chiefs are watching it also and say, hey, you're about to get lapped, and then they really get with the program to keep from going a lap down. The leader's back in three. There's a lot of traffic just ahead of Mark Martin. He's got some 16 cars that are racing some side by side, some nose to tail, and Martin's going to have his hands full for the next few minutes. You know, no disrespect at all to Dave Marcus, one of the hardest working guys in this business, but he's a classic example of when he's about to go a lap down, somehow, some way, that car gets wide, and Dave just refuses to be lapped. Eventually, the, the, the better heel teams, the more money, the better equipment will bypass him, but uh, sometimes I almost think if uh, if you got to have one guy to stay on the lead lap, you might just pick Marcus and run with it. Everybody in this field will tell you that has won races and led races that Dave Marcus can be the hardest man out there to pass at times, and right now he's in front of Mark Martin. Let's see what Mark can do with him as they come through three and four. There is traffic everywhere on both sides of him as he works out of the corner. Dave Marcus, the car directly ahead. Joe Nemechek on the outside of him, and the leader is really boxed in right now. He's going nowhere off turn two. Mark Martin is trying to find some place to run. He'll finally clear the Joe Nemechek car. Now falls in behind Brett Bodine and Dave Marcus. Those two cars are the tail end of the pack, racing side by side ahead of the leader. Ernie Irvin's also right there, waiting for one little bobble. He would take over the lead here at North Wilkesboro. Then it's a couple of car lanes further back to Dale Earnhardt running third, but he is caught up in traffic as well as the leaders at lap 75 try to head back towards the stripe while dealing with race traffic. With Mark Martin leads here at North Wilkesboro Speedway. He has led for 40 laps this afternoon. Six lead changes among five drivers. One caution period for four laps, and all 36 starters are still running with an average speed of 102.487 miles an hour. Welcome back, everybody. The Tyson Holly Farms 400. Today's broadcast brought to you under exclusive radio rights granted by the North Wilkesboro Speedway to MRN Radio solely for the private, non-commercial use of our listening audience. Any publication, reproduction, 
description or other use of the description and accounts of this race without the expressed written consent of NASCAR and MRN Radio is prohibited. John Andretti got in trouble going off turn number two. He might have cut a tire down. A little smoke came out of the car. A little contact between himself and Robert Presley. He is way off the pace right now, limping around on the bottom of the racetrack as everybody's going around him, and he'll try to make his way into the pits as he goes up the back chute toward Joe Moore. Barney, uh, the car almost turned around when Presley hit him coming off turn two. Remember Andretti's still got his original tires. He started the race on here. He's been skating all over the track, and chances are coming up off turn two, he just slipped a bit. Robert Presley ran into him, and Andretti just about turned the car around. He's still out there trying to work his way around, though. Almost wonder if it was an ignition problem now because the car is coming up to some semblance of decent racing speed again, holding off a challenge from Rusty Wallace in the corner. But in any event, John Andretti not running nearly as he would like here in the early to mid stages of the Tyson Holly Farms 400. Resetting it at the point for you now. Mark Martin continues to lead. Wallace scramble further back as Jeff Gordon moving around Dale Earnhardt to take over the third spot. Mark Martin's advantage in traffic is about 10 car lanes now on Ernie Irvin. Ernie has another 10 to 12 car lanes on Gordon who is nose to tail with Dale Earnhardt in traffic in turn two. Good battle going on for the third spot. Gordon's got it for the time being. Earnhardt's going to try to come back and grab the position from him. He won't be able to do it coming into turn three. Again, traffic becomes a factor. They're closing in on the rear deck of Bobby Labonte. Been watching Dale Earnhardt off and on since they put him under green earlier this afternoon. He has a very strong race car taken his time, picking his way through traffic in no big hurry. Car is working extremely well. I think he'll be a player up there for the lead before it's all over, before the day is out, that's for sure. 88 laps are on the board. Earnhardt said the other day, some of the media guys were talking to him about there, what are you going to do this weekend? He said it's a different location, same mission. Win every race from here out and then let the points fall where they may. And he is on a mission to win here this afternoon, just like he did at Martinsville last week. Let's see if we got a reporter down in Earnhardt's pits and get a report there. Jim? Andy Petrie, Andy, about your car right now? Well, it's a little bit loose off. I'm sure everybody's saying the same thing. We're going to adjust on a little bit. So I don't get too carried away. How much does it take out of a car when you have to go to 13th like you have all the way up to the front? Well, it does take a little bit out of it. We made up some positive tips. It's hard to race cars. What Andy does at his crew, they always have an adjustable car. They'll adjust this next pit stop. And Earnhardt will probably be up there where he needs to be to make a good run for the lead the next time. John Andretti pitted moments ago. Alan Bestwick. Four tires, the service on the Kmart Little Caesars car. They sent him down and back on the racetrack. Looking over the tires, Eli ran 87 laps. There are still some of the depth marks that Goodyear puts into the tires that show the tread wear on it left. So he didn't wear them completely down. But obviously he was slipping and sliding all over the racetrack and not getting as good a grip as the guys who came in and changed on lap number 33. And with the pit stop, he's three laps down now, Barney. Yeah, that really cost him. He spent about a lap and a half real slow around the racetrack, and a lot of cars really got around him. But uh, now apparently they've got the problem cured. 92 laps are on the scoreboard. Elton Sawyer brings the Hooters car to pit road. They make a stop on it and send him back onto the racetrack as he eases back onto the speedway up in turn two. Another team having some problems also, Morgan Shepard and the Wood Brothers. He gets off the corners particularly poorly now, and he's being beaten down the straightaways by just about everybody. Morgan has now lost a lap, and he has gone all the way to the back of the field of those cars that are already one lap down. We'll be getting an update from Winston Kelly in the Wood Brother pit here shortly as they all kind of look on, wondering exactly what's amiss with that Sitco Ford, a car that uh, will be driven by Michael Waltrip, effective with the 1996 season. 
94 laps on the board. Good Dale, Jarrett, Bobby Hamilton battle for seventh in turn three. Side by side coming into the turn, and Jarrett's going to win it. He dove to the inside of Hamilton's Pontiac and picks up the position. Dale Jarrett picking his way through traffic very gingerly also this afternoon. Doesn't appear to be any hurry. Don't want to wrinkle that race car up as Kenny Schrader right now and Terry Labonte get at it in the backstretch. They're going side by side, coming down the back straight away. This will be a race for the sixth position. Schrader's going to use the same lane down on the inside. He'll grab the spot. Labonte just falls back in line. Let's go to Winston Kelly on pit road. Well, let's see if we can find out what exactly the problem is on the Sitco car with Eddie Woods and Ruzik on the car. Dropping back just a little bit. Eddie, what's the problem? Eddie Wood said he doesn't have any idea. Morgan hasn't said a whole lot. He did report in earlier that the car was a little bit loose. He hopes that they can pull out a right rubber to tighten that car up. Eddie Wood just a little bit disgusted with how the Sitco Ford is working. Steve Grissom pits, Kyle Petty pits. All of this at lap number seven with Mark Martin, the leader. You're smart, got your own trucking business, making it happen. What if I told you there was a place online where you could connect with other smart owner operators just like you? It's an online community called Team Run Smart, where people share advice on truck maintenance, fuel savings, healthy habits on the road, and so much more, all to make your business more profitable. And it's all free. Visit TeamRunSmart.com today to check it out. You'll be glad you did. TeamRunSmart.com, brought to you by Freightliner Trucks. Back with you at the North Wilkesboro Speedway. Kyle Petty has been hit with another stop-and-go penalty. He was too fast leaving pit road, and now he has done it again. That'll be the hat trick for Kyle Petty. He has now been too fast leaving pit road three times in succession, and he is going to come in for yet another stop-and-go penalty. Meanwhile, in traffic, Jeff Gordon has taken the lead away from Mark Martin. Ernie Irvin comes through to grab second. Martin settles into third. Earnhardt is fourth, and Ricky Rudd up to fifth in traffic in turn two. All working around some of the slower cars, the lap cars as they come off turn number two. Here's Gordon diving down on the inside of the Jimmy Spencer car as Ernie Irvin comes onto pit road. So Mark Martin now moves to the second position. Ernie Irvin decides to make a pit stop as he comes around the west end of the speedway up there in turns three and four, heading down to his pit, not exceeding the pit road speed. Doesn't want to get slapped with a penalty, much like Kyle Petty has here about three or four times in a row. 107 laps are on the scoreboard. Let's go down to Ernie Irvin's pit. Ernie brings the car in very smooth. Raymond Fox, some of the rest of the crew going to work on the right side. Gary Beveridge now hands one of the tires into him. They've got one can of Unical gasoline in. It'll be a four-tire stop. Remember, only two air wrenches around the wall now, so these stops just a little bit slower than they used to be. We cannot unloosen the lug nut on the left side of the car. A four-tire stop for the Texaco Haviland crew. 21.62 seconds. Here comes Ted Musgrave running in 14th spot. He will be presenting himself to Howard Comstock and the crew for their pit service. Kyle Petty back on the track five laps down after those three stop-and-go penalties. Let's go to Jim Phillips. The push pull center is in. The right side tires are going on. And they're taking a lot of wedge out of that right side. Looks like about two rounds. Now they come around the left side. You're on lap 109 for Ted Musgrave as they insert the left side tires. Second can of gasoline is in, and Musgrave will be going back on the speedway. Ted had slipped all the way back to about 19th position, so they really needed to get in there and make some kind of adjustment. He was just losing spots every time around, so they didn't have much choice other than to come in and make an adjustment on the car. 110 laps are on the board. Jeff Gordon kind of bided his time. It's paid off for him as he is now the leader about to put Dick Trickle 
a lap down, and Rich Bickle directly ahead will be the next car. He'll get out of turn two. Gordon goes to the outside lane first to try to get by Dick Trickle. He'll fall in behind the Rich Bickle car and follow him to turn three. Second place, Mark Martin, still with a couple of cars to deal with. He's got to get by Trickle and Bobby Labonte. Here comes Sterling Marlin down the pit lane now. Service from the Morgan McClure team at lap number 112. All of this taking place under green. We've had only one caution flag today. It was a brief one for four laps at lap number 31 earlier in the day. In the garage area, absolutely nobody. All 36 starters still on the racetrack. Here comes Michael Waltrip. He'll be in for a pit stop at lap number 113. Here comes Morgan Shepard to the attention of the Wood Brothers. All of these stops under green. Back to Winston Kelly now. The Michael Waltrip crew hustles to the right side of the Pennzoil Pontiac. It'll be a four-tire stop, it looks like there. The crew working on the right side of the Sitco Ford of Morgan Shepard as well. They have the right side rubber off. They reach in, they pull out that rubber that they wanted to get out of the right side of the car. Four tires on both of these automobiles now to Jim Phillips. A lot of trouble on that to Sterling Marlin stop. The right front tire changer didn't have the lugs tied on the front. They let the jack down, then come back around, jack it back up and tighten the lugs up, then come around the left side. They lost a lot of time. Darrell Waltrip is in, it's four tires for him. Terry Labonte is in. They're on the left side of Labonte stop right now here on lap 115. Brett Bodine will make a stop in the lowest forward up toward turn number four. They'll give his car four tires, send him back onto the racetrack. Here comes Dave Marcus into the pits. Ricky Craven will bring his car to the attention of his crew. The quality care forward of Bud Moore with Dick Trickle aboard will come in also. Joe Nemechek is pitting right now. And, Jim, these pit stops seem to be coming awfully fast. Or are they on a sequence here probably running a little bit longer? I figure they could go certainly a lot longer than they have. Well, the crews I talked to, Barney, before the race said 80 to 85 laps on these tires. These right side tires that uh, on the car today are a little bit uh, harder compound that we had here in the spring. So the cars are skating more. They're, they're not as uh, sticky the racetrack as well, so that makes makes them even wear faster. Dale Earnhardt is in. The Goodrich crew putting uh, four tires of gasoline in his machine. Here comes Mike Martin. Here on lap 117. Martin comes to a stop slowly. They go around the right side. They're going to change right side tires. They got the left side tires ready on the Martin team. Now down to Winston Kelly. Rich Bickle just pulled away. He got four tires in gasoline. Rusty Wallace was on pit road a moment ago, 20.31 seconds. Elton Sawyer, no Ricky Rudd on pit road, along with Jimmy Spencer. Here comes Jeff Bodine down pit road, now around Alan Vestry. Derek Cope is on the pit lane now, getting four tires in gasoline. Joni Macek, Dick Trickle, both did a couple of laps ago for four tires in gasoline, as was Bobby Hillen, waiting on Robert Presley to come down the pit lane now. Still on the racetrack is Bill Elliott. He hasn't made his second stop yet. Now here's Elliott drawing into the McDonald's pit. His crew goes to work on that car. So as Elliott comes in, Ken Schrader takes over the lead. Derek Copes on the pit lane. Likewise, the car driven by Jeff Bodine. He is in for service. Lap 119, back to Winston Kelly. Well, Bodine just completed his service. Now the work going on the right side, the left side now of the Jimmy Hensley automobile. He's driving the Hardy Chevrolet now. The race leader, Jeff Ford, was in a moment ago in front of Jim Phillips. Now Ken Schrader is there as well. Right side tires going on the Schrader car. They jack it up. First Gatamina Cal Gasoline is in. It was four tires in gasoline for Gorgeous. Made his way all the way up to second place. 
Now these would all be scheduled pit stops, and as Jim said, they're coming a little bit earlier than they normally would. They could run a little bit further, but the tire wear, if your car goes away and you're going to go a lap down, you might as well come on a pit road and get yourself a new set of Goodyear Eagles and go back out there. Here's Bobby Hamilton in the pits. Let's cover his stop. I checked with his crew, Barney. They said that car was loose. That was the same story on uh, Darrell Waltrip's car. There was the same story on Earnhardt's car. All a little bit loose up off the corners. They're trying to get the balance out to come off this turn four. Four tires of gasoline for Bobby Hamilton here on lap 122. At this moment, Bobby Labonte, because of pit stops, is back on the lead lap. He is leading this race right now. Again, he is on a different pit stop sequence. But for the moment, Bobby Labonte leads here in North Wilkesboro. We are live at the North Wilkesboro Speedway in North Carolina alongside Barney Hall. I'm Eli Gold. Glad you're with us. The Tyson Holly Farms 400, 131 laps complete. Ernie Irvin is the race leader in his first race back in some 13 and a half months. Earnhardt runs second. Mark Martin is now being shown third. Fourth belongs to Dale Jarrett. Ricky Rudd is fifth. Jeff Gordon sixth. Seventh is Darrell Waltrip. Rusty Wallace is eighth. Ted Musgrave runs ninth. Tenth is Terry Labonte. Michael Waltrip is 11th. And 12th, last car on the lead lap is Ken Schrader. We've been slowed only once by caution today as Hutt Strickland, Jimmy Spencer, and Bobby Labonte had a tangle on lap 31 up in turn three. All teams were able to continue. There is nobody in the garage area right now. All 36 starters are still running. This mid-race update sponsored by Sports Image. Do you have a Dale Earnhardt race fan on your Christmas list? Well, call Sports Image to order your gift today. And new this year is a 14-carat gold-plated Christmas ornament. It's a teddy bear that reverses into a race car pillow. They've got many other great ideas as well. Just call one of Sports Image's customer service reps at 800-342-7612. Remember, Sports Image is your Dale Earnhardt merchandise store. Was a scramble for second place just a moment ago, and Mark Martin just took it away from Dale Earnhardt, and now he is a little better than seven seconds behind the leader, Ernie Irvin. And traffic spread out all the way around this racetrack. The leader, Irvin, right now is caught up in a pretty good bunch of it off turn two. I'll tell you what, Irvin's been being uh, beat around here a little bit. Ken Schrader got into him several laps ago coming off turn two, and just a couple of laps ago, a couple of cars trying to get themselves back on the lead lap with a little fresher tires almost knocked Irvin completely out of the way. First, it was Bobby Hamilton. He dove down to the inside side of Irvin to get back his lead, or at least get back on the lead lap. Right behind him, Rich Bickle followed suit. Then Jeff Bodine stuck the nose down there about the time Irvin was coming back down the track. Irvin almost went into the outside wall, but he saved the car and continues on his way in the lead. Jeff Bodine, though, did, I believe, pick up a little right front tire rub when he had that contact there. There's some sheet metal that is askew, and we are seeing just the least little bit of a hint of smoke from Bodine's car as he works the corner where the sheet metal has caved in on that right front of the X-Side Batteries Ford. 137 laps on the board. Here's Sterling Marlin working himself around the racetrack. By the way, it was a 28-second pit stop for Sterling earlier, the one that Jim Phillips told you about where they had to go back around and make sure the luck nuts were on securely. So that has dropped Sterling all the way back to a lap down, running in 16th position. 139 on the board as Zerny Irvin continues to show the way here at North Wilkesboro. What a story this is developing into. Well, he has got a big advantage on the field right now as he works his way around here, and he's getting through traffic real good. The hardest race he has for the moment is going on with Derek Cope, who's trying to just stay up there with him and stay on the lead lap. Once again, some of these cars have been in since Ernie made his stop. They've got fresher tires or hooked up a little bit better. They can seem to open up the lane down on the inside of Irvin and power past him. So he has been beat around a little bit, but uh, Derek Cope finally opens the lane and clears him. 
Oh, they're working here, lap 140. I'm just sitting here thinking back, Barney, though the circumstances obviously were far, far different. But this, in, in general storyline, kind of reminds you when the late Tim Richmond, after battling illness, came back to the racetrack and won at Pocono after being out of a race car for uh, a while. And uh, that, of course, was uh, a very interesting day and a, and a thrilling win for the late Tim Richmond. And obviously, circumstances far different. But the bottom line is, here's Ernie being gone for 13 and a half months. Uh, at this point, a year ago, he, he was near death in Ypsilanti, Michigan. And now he's leading on the circuit. It's a, it's a heck of a story. Well, I said yesterday when we were doing the truck broadcast here for the NASCAR Super Trucks that Ernie Irvin dedicated himself to get back in this race car when everybody else was shaking their head and say, man, he's just going to be lucky to resume any kind of a normal life. He kept saying, I'm going racing again. I will go racing again. He worked at it. Everything he could do from doing physical therapy to whatever. And it's this his day is here today. He looked really good yesterday. He's looking even better today. His timing is still there. We saw that yesterday in the 75 laps he ran in the truck race. We're seeing it today here. In the beginning, he had a little rough edge or two there. He got bumped around a little bit, might have misjudged a little bit. But the more he does this, the more as far as his field of vision will become more normal to him. He said he told us that the other day when they had the press conference here. If he wins this thing, the emotions are going to be about as high as we have ever seen in racing, I think. I for everybody. Think so. Yeah, for everybody involved, certainly. But we're a long way off from that, and uh, this is his first time back in the car in a while, so we've still got about an hour and 25 minutes uh, yet to run, maybe a tad more than that. This is a relatively short race as Winston Cup events go. Two and a half hours, two hours and 40 minutes. You're not looking at a three, four, five-hour event here today, but it's still uh, a trying time for a man who's been out of the car as long as Ernie has. What's the differential now, first to second? About three and a half seconds and Mark Martin is making up some ground. I think traffic right now, too, is making Ernie lose a little time and his lap speeds around here. But uh, Mark Martin beginning to gain. He's going to catch the same traffic that Ernie did just a moment ago. So the interval is about three and a half seconds between first and second. 146 laps complete. Here at North Wilkesboro Speedway in North Carolina, Ernie Irvin continues to lead the Tyson Holly Farms 400. During today's NASCAR Winston Cup race, the RCA Pit Strategy Award will be given to the pit crew that best exemplifies speed, decisiveness, and a winning spirit. A select panel awards $5,000 to one NASCAR team here today, and then every team available is eligible for the RCA Pit Strategy of the Year Award, $50,000. At the end of the season, that'll be going out uh, at the Waldorf Astoria Hotel in New York come December. Good scramble now. Mark Martin has caught Ernie Irvin for the lead in traffic in turn one. He did it because there was a lot of cars, Eli, that worked down to the inside of Ernie Irvin, opened up the lane. At the end of that line was Mark Martin. He just followed him on through there. So Mark Martin takes the lead. Irvin is second. And now on Irvin's bumper is Dale Earnhardt in third. And Ernie got hung up in that big knot of traffic we was talking about a few laps ago. And it has cost him right now. He slid back, but he's got... Mark Martin, the leader. Ernie is back to second now, and Dale Earnhardt eases up to third, and he's right in the mix of things. But again, traffic's going to be the factor in three. They're closing in on heavy traffic just ahead. Rick Mast and Greg Sachs racing side by side. Here goes Martin diving to the inside of Sachs to make the move. So they work now going into the corner to the inside of that machine. Ernie Irvin is still right there waiting and watching. No chance for Jimmy Hensley to get into the mix there. He'll pull to the outside and let all the leaders go by. Down to the inside lane goes Ernie Irvin. He'll make the pass. Also, Dale Earnhardt gets underneath Hensley and makes the move. 
So here they come back out of the corner, lap 158 on the board. As we work green flag racing, there's been just one caution here today, coming at lap 31 in the Tyson Holly Farms 400. That was when Jimmy Spencer, Bobby Labonte, and Hutch Strickland got together up in the corner. But all teams have been able to continue. Nobody has ventured near the garage area yet here today. Average speed of 103.944 miles an hour as Mark Martin now pulls away with the race lead, leaving uh, Dale Earnhardt second, Ernie Irvin in third, and he's being challenged by his teammate Dale Jarrett for fourth spot. Davis Lee joining us in the booth, Vice President Sales and Marketing for Tyson Foods, the sponsoring company for many a year now of this Tyson Holly Farms 400. Great to see you here today. Well, thank you. We're thoroughly enjoying it. We're just proud as we can be to still be a sponsor of this great race. It really is. A, it's a great event here today. I'll tell you, with Ernie Irvin coming back and going to the front, that's a that's a heck of a storyline. It sure is. You know, I met Ernie down at the, uh, at the driver's introduction. And he was as excited as a, as a high school kid, his first basketball game or something. Certainly so. You know, I, I live in Alabama, but when I come up here, everywhere you look, you see the Tyson Foods label, all the community. Everybody seems to be involved. Barney, who lives just up the road in Elkin, he's always bragged on the involvement of, of the Tyson Holly Farms brand up here. It's, it's a big part of this community. It sure is. It sure is. Holly Farms, of course, has been here for years and years and years, and we were just tickled to death to join up. Tyson and Holly Farms, and by the way, I'm from Alabama. And Are you really? Yeah, we've got a lot of good chicken growers and a lot of good employees down in uh, in Alabama, too. And one good chicken eater right here in oh, Birmingham. Yeah, I was going to say, Eli gets involved with your chicken right frequently. Yeah, you know, uh, introduction of the drivers, every one of them thanked us for our barbecue that we put on on Friday for them, and uh, they're just really, really great guys. They're not just race drivers and professional athletes, but they're great people. Davis Lee, great to have you with us. And again, uh, congratulations on this event and all you do for the folks up here in Wilkes County and all across the country and uh, continued success. Well, thank you. Thank Good you. to see you. Davis Lee, our Grand Marshal here today, Vice President of Sales and Marketing for Tyson Foods. Battle for the lead off turn number four, Earnhardt down to the inside. Mark Martin on the outside. They've got two lap cars directly ahead, riding door to door. Who's going to give out of turn two? Earnhardt's going to pull down to the inside lane. He'll power by Mark Martin and pick up the spot. He'll fall in line right behind Rick Mass. So Martin now quickly gets back down in line before Jarrett overtakes him. Well, Dale Earnhardt's doing what he has to do here late in the season. He needs to get out and win races to try and make a dent in the Jeff Gordon point lead. He picked up 34 points a weekend ago. He's 275 down to Gordon going into this weekend. Right now, Earnhardt's running in the lead. Gordon in sixth spot as they work at lap number 165. Pit stops. Elton Sawyer is in. First stop here for this sequencing as Dale Jarrett now challenges Mark Martin and gets by him going into turn number one. Jarrett opens up the inside lane, makes the pass, and now looks ahead and sees that Dale Earnhardt is up there. He'll be the next guy to try to chase down. He's about five car lengths behind him, and Earnhardt now in heavy traffic stacked up here in turn four. Traffic has been the big factor all day long. It's cost a couple of drivers the lead a time or two when they ran up on some lap cars that were running door to door, and they went chose the wrong car, maybe down to the inside or outside, and somebody was able to duck underneath them and take the lead away. Earnhardt doing that right now, riding behind a couple of lap cars in three. Dale's got to make the decision. Does he fall in behind Ted Musgrave at the inside or Rick Mass to the outside? Neither one. He sits there for the time being, waiting for a lane. Everybody waiting and watching. Jim Phillips is in the Ted Musgrave pit area. Yes, we are, Eli Howard. Come talk, watch his driver go by. Howard, you started up front, but things haven't gone your way. What's been wrong with the car? Well, we were a little loose to begin with, then we got it tightened up, and it's a little bit too tight right now. We're going to work on it next stop. Well, they did make a major chassis adjustment when he came in on that last green flag stop, so they're hoping for another stop to get it straightened out, maybe get it neutral this next time. 
Dale Earnhardt, the race leader, being challenged by Dale Jarrett. Out of turn number two, Jarrett swings to his outside. So Dale Jarrett, the new leader here at North Wilkesboro. Dale Jarrett leading here at the North Wilkesboro Speedway in North Carolina. Ricky Rudd, who started back in 24th, is now up to second spot. Running in third, you've got Dale Earnhardt. Mark Martin is next in fourth. Jeff Gordon goes fifth. Sixth position now. They'll post Darrell Waltrip. Rusty Wallace is seventh. Schrader is eighth. Ernie Irvin is ninth. Bobby Hamilton runs tenth. Eleventh is Terry Labonte. Twelfth now, Jeff Bodine. Thirteenth is Michael Waltrip. 14th, Derek Culp. 15th is Rick Mast. Those 15 cars are on the lead lap. In 16th, you've got Ted Musgrave. 17th is Sterling Marlin. 18th, Bobby Labonte. 19th, Dick Trickle. 20th is John Andretti. 21st position, Rich Bickle. In 22nd, you've got Ricky Craven. 23rd is Jimmy Hensley. Robert Presley is 24th. Jimmy Spencer, 25th. Brett Bodine is 26th. 27th is the car being driven by Bobby Hillen. Then you drop to a couple of laps down. You'll go to Bill Elliott. He was just on pit road. He's running in 28th. Joe Nimichek, 29th. 30th is Morgan Shepard. 31st, Dave Marcus. 32nd, Hutt Strickland. 33rd is Steve Grissom. Lake Speed is 34th. 35th now, Kyle Petty. And 36th, running at the tail end of the field, is Elton Sawyer. Average speed, 104.350 miles an hour. There have been 14 lead changes among 11 different drivers. Mark Martin has led the most laps today. 70 of them, only one caution for four laps, and all 36 starters still running here at North Wilkesboro. Whale of a battle went on for the lead for a couple of laps. Ricky Rudd comes away with it. He's just took it away from Dale Jarrett up the back chute. Now pulls away by half a car length as they work back into turn number one. Earnhardt is your third place car. He's two, three car lengths back. Mark Martin rides fourth. They're in the back stretch. Earnhardt still got some traffic to work coming off turn number two. He'll fall in behind Bill Elliott. Elliott fall, falls in behind the Dale Jarrett car. Mark Martin about two car lengths behind the front three. More pit stops taking place. Rick Mast wrapping up the service on his automobile. Ricky Rudd, as we told you, having taken the lead here seconds ago. Ricky trying to keep that streak alive. He has at least one win in 12 consecutive seasons. In some of those years, he's also had two wins, but he has at least one in 12 consecutive years. He'd like to keep that streak going here today. Here comes Ernie Irvin down the pit lane now. Lap 183 to the attention of Robert Yates and that Texaco Haviland crew. And the crew now going to work on the right side of the car. They have it pumped up three times now. Pull off the right side rubber, the Unical gasoline going in. The trouble with Ernie Irvin's car, why he has been dropping back, it's been loose going into the corner and getting out of the corner. One of the crew members now cranked two rounds of wedge into the right rear of the car to try to tighten it up. They're putting left side rubber on Ernie Irvin's car. 23.78 seconds now to Jim Phillips. Ted Musgrave is in the Bush Pole Center. Sterling Marlin's in. He's getting a round of wedge in the right rear of that machine. Let's see if they can do a better pit stop than that 28-second stop they had the last time. The Musgrave service are having trouble on the rear tire this time. Excessive stop for them. 21.2 on the Sterling Marlin stop here on lap 185. Not being a good day for Tony Glover and that crew. They're timing off just a little bit and having a couple of problems on pit road, but they get him back out there, so he's going to be all right. Ted Musgrave goes back to the racetrack. And these are routine pit stops, or we should say schedule pit stops, the way they've been coming here for most of the race. We're approaching the halfway point here very shortly. We're 14 laps away from that. Rusty Wallace jousting pretty well with Jeff Gordon, keeping the DuPont Chevrolet at bay. Rusty in fifth, Jeff Gordon in sixth. They have yet to make their stops on the pit lane. We've seen both Brett Bodine and Ricky Craven to Alan Bestwick. Let's 
Cars getting four tires and gasoline back down on the way. Beginning to see the team stretch out the, the timing between their pit stops, Eli, as more rubber gets worked into the racetrack. They're getting a little bit tire wear than I think some of them expected to, where they had been stopping at 65 and 70 laps earlier in the race. Now we're seeing some teams going 80 laps, 85, and maybe even 90. Also looking to see who's going to try and stretch it another 12 laps here and be in front when the Gatorade Front Runner Award is given out. We're just 12 laps away from halfway, and the driver leading at halfway, participating in the Gatorade program, takes home 10 grand. So that's another part of the equation here. Can you stretch it? Is it worth 10 foul to mess up the whole afternoon? But uh, how do you play it? We'll find that out shortly. Well, it may not mess up the whole afternoon, but you got that's where a crew chief earns his money. He's got to figure things like that. Is it worth it to stay out there, as you said? Here's Michael Waltrip bringing his car in for a scheduled pit stop. Hut Strickland coming back in with a damaged right rear side on, a, or I should say right side and the rear on that car. That happened a little bit earlier. Morgan Shepard is making his pit stop right now. Let's go back down to Winston Kelly. Michael Walsh have been having a good run today. They've changed the right side tires now going to the left side. If they're making any chassis adjustments, it's only with tire pressure. No wedge changes. Morgan Shepard's crew wheels around to the left side of the car. It'll be a four-tire stop there as Michael Walsh pulls away. Now to Jim Phillips. Dale Earnhardt is in. They go around the right side. The Goodrich crew changing right side tires to this machine. He'll change all four tires. He was lap 190 to stop on Earnhardt. Terry Labonte is in. The right side of Labonte's car is up. They're taking out a round of wedge, or actually putting a round of wedge in on the left side of the Labonte car here on lap 192. Dale Jarrett, the new leader, as Ricky Rudd makes his pit stop. Trickle is in. Martin and Gordon. Alan Bestwick. Ricky Rudd is in. The tie Ford getting right side tires. They'll change all four tires this time around. They come around to the left side. No chassis adjustments being made. No wrenches going into the jacking bolts. The left side tires being changed now by Rudd's crew. The bolts going back on. The lug nuts having a little trouble on the left rear. Had some trouble getting the tire off. Down and away. It'll be a 22.7 second stop. Jim Phillips. Mark Martin is in. They're around the left side on his car. Jeff Gordon, he is in for tires and gasoline. Here on lap 193, so it's going to be four tires and Unical gasoline for Gordon, and he'll go back out on the racetrack along with Mark Martin as Kenny Schrader swings in, and they're going to work on the right side of the Schrader machine to change right side tires. First, get a Unical gasoline going in on the Schrader car, and he'll change four tires on that machine and send it back on the racetrack as Dale Jarrett is in. The right side of his car is up. First cat of Unical gas is in, and the Jarrett crew swings around to the left side. You're on lap 194. Darrell Waltrip, the leader. Here he comes now at lap number 195. So Jarrett will stop. So too Rusty Wallace, Jeff Bodine. You've got Jimmy Hensley and Bobby Hamilton all on pit road. Darrell Waltrip inherited the lead. He'll lead at lap 195, picking up his five bonus points. And everything now in the process of being cycled around, just five laps shy of halfway to the Darrell Waltrip pit and his crews around on the right side changing right side tires just a seconds ago Bobby Hamilton was in now they're around the left side the most stops today somewhere in the 22nd 21 second range because of the two air ranges only two Scott Houston the new guy on the Walter crew they get them on 21.6 seconds on the Daryl Waltrip stop Jimmy Hensley's car stalled just a moment ago in his pit the crew had to push him off now get him back onto the racetrack at this very moment you've got Bobby Labonte being shown as the race leader again he is on his own sequence you've got Dale Jarrett behind him in second Ricky Rudd being posted in third followed by 
other cars all cycling in the position right now. We're looking to see how everybody falls in on the racetrack. Here come the lead cars, though, past us. Bobby Labonte back into turn number one. His brother pacing him right behind. Terry Labonte, he is not battling for position right there, but they are back into the corner and going up to turn number three, and here comes Bobby Labonte. He'll peel off the racetrack and hands the lead to Dale Jarrett in the Texaco Haviland Ford. Dale Jarrett in a very good position right now to get the Gatorade money, $10,000 here by leading at the halfway point. He is just two laps away from that as he works around this racetrack. He's having a good day, really run strong all afternoon long. He's off turn number two and heading up to three. Jared working his way into turn number three, falls in behind the uh, Michael Waltrip car. He's got Ricky Rudd running his tail as they exit turn four. Here they come back out of the corner. That is the battle for the lead right now. Ricky Rudd in the second spot behind Jarrett. They're in traffic next time by. The leader gets $10,000 from Gatorade. Jarrett chooses his lane, coming off turn number two, looks to the outside. It's wide open as he falls in behind some more traffic entering turn number three. They get on the Binders a bit. Still, Ricky Rudd is there, but Jarrett's in good shape. Ricky Rudd gave it a shot to get the $10,000 from Gatorade at the halfway point. Came up just about a car length short, so Dale Jarrett, if he participates in the program, will collect $10,000, and he does, so good payday so far for Dale Jarrett. That's still a good battle for the lead, and will be as Ricky Rudd right now just settles in in second because there's a lot of lap traffic directly ahead. I'm in the Amazon Delta with Chief Tanabe, who supplies the Carnubowax in new Simonize car finish. He says Simonize is a polish and wax that works on all cars. This is because of a fertility dance he will now do around the Carnuba tree. May this Carnuba wax make any car finish shinier than an, than an anaconda's belly? New Simonize car finish. Uh, Chief, don't do that part of the dance here. The NASCAR Goodies Dash Series 1995 champion will be crowned Saturday, November 4th. The series' final event of the year, a 150-miler at the new Homestead Motorsports Complex in South Florida. The NASCAR Goodies Dash Series is presented by Goodies Headache Powders and Tablets, the official pain reliever of NASCAR. This is Ned Jarrett reminding you that driving is always a full-time job. Don't be surprised. When you're driving, stay alert and stay alive. A public service message from the International Motorsports Hall of Fame, sponsored by Unical 76. The Tyson Holly Farms 400 continuing at lap 173. As soon as we return, a full rundown for you from the North Wilkesboro Speedway. This is MRN Radio. Welcome back, everybody. Glad you're joining us today for the Tyson Holly Farms 400. We're live here at the North Wilkesboro Speedway in North Carolina. I'm Eli Gold, Barney Hall seated to my left. Joe Moore covering the action in the turns today, while Jim Phillips, Winston Kelly, and Alan Bestwick are down on Pitt Road and in the garage area. Let's bring you up to speed. You might have lost track of where your favorite is with all of those green flag stops. There are currently 12 drivers on the lead lap. They are the race leader, Dale Jarrett. Ricky Rudd is second. Earnhardt is third. Mark Martin, fourth. Fourth, Jeff Gordon is fifth. Darrell Waltrip quietly riding around in sixth. Rusty Wallace is seventh. Ken Schrader is eighth. Ernie Irvin in his return running ninth. Tenth now is Terry Labonte. You've got Jeff Bodine in twelfth. Bill Elliott, excuse me, Jeff Bodine in eleventh. And Bill Elliott is twelfth. Those dozen teams are on the lead lap. One lap down, you've got Michael Waltrip in 13th. 14th is Derek Cope. Rick Mast is 15th. Bobby Hamilton is 16th. 17th now is Sterling Marlin ahead of Ted Musgrave in 18th. 
19th, Bobby Labonte, and 20th is Dick Trickle. 21st, you've got John Andretti. 22nd is the Ricky Craven car. 23rd, they'll post Rich Bickle. 24th is Jimmy Spencer, Bobby Hillen, running in the 25th position. All 36 starters still on the racetrack. They are currently uh, only... One caution period for the four laps very early in the day, and we have seen 19 lead changes among 13 different drivers. This mid-race update brought to you by STP. For over 50 years, consumers and racers alike have chosen STP performance additives more than any other brand. Drive a better car with STP. Two good races on the speedway right now. Good scramble going on for fourth place. Jeff Gordon's been trying to take that away from Mark Martin for the last three or four laps around. Darrell Waltrip currently rides six, and Rusty Wallace has been all over him inside and outside, trying to get that spot away from Darrell. That's a good battle as it comes off turn number four and goes back into one. Meanwhile, the leader now just up the back straightaway. That's Dale Jarrett just entering turn number three now. He falls in line once again behind a lap car. This time it'll be Bill Elliott. Ricky Rudd, though, is not letting him get too far out of sight. Ricky Rudd didn't run all that well in qualifying. Started 24th. If you were with us on our broadcast last week at Martinsville, we told you about Ricky telling us how a lead could just kind of sneak up on you. I asked him that, if you remember. I said, "Can you do you know when you're going to run well, or does that just kind of sneak up on you? And he says, sometimes this comes out of nowhere. The car is not good all weekend, and on race day, there you are. Well, here he is now challenging for the lead, and Jarrett's caught in traffic in turn two. Jarrett's right behind Bill Elliott coming up off turn two. He's got to choose a lane and hope it's the right one. He'll choose the inside lane. There he goes to the inside of Elliott. Ricky Rudd right on his bumper will follow suit down to the inside. Bill Elliott gives him a little racing room because his car has been off a little bit all day long, so he knows there's not any way he's going to keep Jarrett back there, at least for just a short while, and then it's going to be over anyway. Jarrett, meanwhile, off turn number two, pulls two car lengths ahead of Ricky Rudd, and again, Jeff Gordon did get around Mark Martin. He's moved up a notch. The battle for the lead back in turn three. Here once again, single files are coming to the corner, clearing the Bill Elliott car. They're closing in on more traffic, but Jarrett, again, not quite a car length ahead of run. A short while ago, we were talking among ourselves here during a commercial break about pitch strategies. And Alan Bestwick, you brought up a very interesting note about John Andretti and his crew chief, Tim Brewer, and the kind of pitch schedule that they're on right now. Well, Andretti, my record show, stopped first for tires on lap number 86. The next time he stopped was on lap 190. That means he ran 103 laps on a set of tires. If he's able to do that and this race goes green the rest of the way, he'll be able to go the distance on one more stop. The question is, he's already two laps down. Is that going to be enough if the rest of the leaders make two stops for Andretti to overcome it and get back up front and kind of steal a win away? I'm not sure it will be, but it'll be interesting to see it play out if we go green the rest of the way. Well, he is the first car two laps down, as, as Alan mentioned. So between your slowing down time and you enter pit road here on the back stretch going towards turn three, between your slowing down time, your actual stop time, then your accelerating time, can you do all of that in less than 40 seconds? That is basically what it'll take you to run a couple of laps, 40, 41, 41 and a half seconds to run a couple of laps here. And that's right at that window uh, if you abide by that 35 mile an hour pit road speed, which NASCAR is very carefully today uh, monitored so could be a storyline as this afternoon continues. Tim Brewer is pretty good about figuring things like that about you know depending on how green flags and checkered flags and everything else come out in this race. He has won a couple of races here at North Wilkesboro. I was trying to think back in my own mind uh, a couple of times years ago he won a race by making one less pit stop than somebody else did and went to victory lane and if there's any way it's going to be in the books he'll think of it. He's just that kind of crew chief. 225 laps are complete. Dale Jarrett's the leader. 
Dale Jarrett continues to lead here in North Wilkesboro, but he's got company. Dale Earnhardt is there. He's caught the leader in traffic, and here goes a battle for the lead in turn two. Earnhardt sees the inside lane. There's an opportunity, but his car slips a bit. Coming off turn number two, he has to fall back in line. Jarrett's going to hold him off for now, but there's a lot of heavy traffic just ahead. Dale Earnhardt kind of testing the water, so to speak, as we're in the final 100 laps here at the North Wilkesboro Speedway this afternoon of the Tyson Holly Farms 400. Again, both first and second place, really in heavy traffic out of turn two. Car stacked up double wide just ahead of Dale Jarrett. Earnhardt just falls in line behind him. Here they come to the end of the back straightaway, entering turn number three. Jarrett goes down low to the inside of Bobby Hillen. Now to the inside of Steve Grissom. No chance for Earnhardt to make a pass because of all of that race traffic. And again, nobody's gone to the garage today. All 36 starters are still out there. So there's little empty space on the speedway. The leaders have cleared Hillen. They've gone by Bickle. They close in on Steve Grissom now. Dale Jarrett drops down to the inside lane in turn number three. Right behind Grissom again. Earnhardt is there. Car length behind him. Dale Jarrett has to do a little driving in the rearview mirror. He has to look directly ahead. He's surrounded by traffic front and back. The traffic behind him wants to take the lead away. The traffic in front, he just needs to find an opening through it. They're back in three. Finally, Dale Jarrett finds the opening he was looking for. He dives down on the inside of the Ricky Craven car. Gets a little more distance between himself and Earnhardt. And Ricky Rudd riding along in third. He finally clears about three slower cars as well. Mark Martin is fourth. Fifth is Darrell Waltrip. Rusty Wallace sixth. Seventh is Terry Labonte. Eighth now Jeff Gordon. Ninth is Jeff Bodine. Ernie Irvin runs 10th and 11th. Last car on the lead lap is Ken Schrader. One lap down, you've got three cars. Derek Culp is 12th. Michael Waltrip, 13th. 14th is Sterling Marlin. Then you drop back to the cars a couple of laps down. They include Bobby Labonte in 15th. Bobby Hamilton, 16th. 17th is Dick Trickle. 18th, two laps down, John Andretti. Everybody else is at least four or more laps down. We've had just one caution flag today. It came out at lap number 31. All of the teams involved, Hutch Strickland, Jimmy Spencer, and Bobby Labonte were able to continue. Average speed, 104.954 miles an hour. This mid-race update sponsored by Sports Image. Do you have a Dale Earnhardt race fan on your Christmas list? If you do, call Sports Image to order your gift today. And new this year, 14-carat gold-plated Christmas ornaments. A teddy bear that reverses into a race car pillow. They've got many other great gift ideas as well. Just call them at 800-342-7612. And remember, Sports Image is your Dale Earnhardt merchandise store. Dale Earnhardt, speaking of him right now, a little bit off the pace. In fact, Jim Phillips, if you're anywhere near around his pit, he's dropped back considerably from the leader right now. Well, I think they're getting ready to pit. They got the pit board out on across the pit lane. It's not going to be too many more laps. Andy Petrie's over talking to Danny Chocolate Myers right now, talking to him, and uh, we'll ask Andy, when he go to pit? Uh, about five or six more here, Jim. You got to make an adjustment? No, I think we're going to leave it alone. It's been pretty good. So there's the story from Andy Petrie. Take Five or six more laps and no adjustment. Dale Jarrett's also slowed just a bit. A number of the teams that made pit stops earlier and others are now trying to go by him. And here comes Earnhardt bidding for the lead if he can get there. Earnhardt sees the lane open up down to the inside, but he's not going to go for it. Kind of strange coming off turn two. Look for sure like he pull up alongside. He'll drop back a couple of car links behind the race leader. Kind of strange for the last ten laps. Dale pulled up on him, put a bid on to get the lead, then fell off the pace. There's and smoke coming back. out of the back of Earnhardt's car, Barney, just as he went into turn number one. A big puff of smoke out of the good red Chevrolet. Jim Phillips, they tip in there hand it all down on the pitch? No, they've not, Eli. Richard Childress is still up on uh, the toolbox. Hadn't said anything yet. There's no indication that uh, there's anything wrong. We're going to go down here and ask uh, Danny Lawrence, one of the engine builders, if, uh, if there's anything wrong with the engine. Across the wall here. 
I'm not sure. It might not have been tire smoke. The little smoke there. What was it, Danny? Do you know? He said he thinks we're on seven cylinder right now. It won't make much difference here if it doesn't get any worse. That's a story from Danny Lawrence. He's one of the guys that builds these engines for Dale Earnhardt. The car really plowing off the corner up in turn number four with him a moment ago also, not turning it, not being able to turn it in the middle of the corner. Earnhardt needs to get on pit road, and I think we're going to see him in here very shortly. Meanwhile, Rusty Wallace is in the pits. Let's cover his stop. Well, the crew's already changed the left side, the right side rubber. He had a quick pit stop last time, 20.1 seconds. Rusty Wallace pulls away, 21.25 seconds. A good stop for the Miller Genuine Draft Crew. The ninth place team, Jeff Gordon, now rounds the turn and heads towards their pit stall, Jim. And the right side tires are going on, Eli. Wipe of the windshield. Doesn't see anybody making a chassis adjustment as yet on the Jeff Gordon car on the rear. They come around the left side. Still no indication they're going to make a chassis adjustment, probably with air pressure on this probable last stop for Jeff Gordon. Dale Earnhardt continues to slow down. Mark Martin just drove around him a moment ago. Now he's going to come into the pits. We see him ducking onto the pit road in the back straightaway. So Dale Earnhardt will come in. It looks like also Dale Jarrett is making a pit stop right now. Morgan Shepard will bring his car in. Here comes Ricky Rudd. Michael Waltrip is in the pits. Ricky Craven and Sterling Marlin. Let's go down to Jim Phillips. Dale Earnhardt, uh, went, Andy Petrie up on the wall waiting for him as Dale Jarrett gets service. Spinning on, the main, spinning on the main straightaway was Dick Trickle. He apparently has lost a left rear tire the way the car is acting. He does not hit anything, does a 360, continues away. Let's go back to the pits. Well, Earnhardt came in, and then he didn't stop. He went right on around the racetrack, and then the caution didn't come out. I think they thought they was going to have a caution, but they didn't get it. It's a costly mistake for the Earnhardt team. Dale Jarrett just stopped in 20.04 seconds. He got four tires in gasoline. Their crew saw the spin just in front of him, left him out there. Jeff Rodine now on pit road, along with Ernie Irvin. Both of these stops are going to be four-tire stops. Darrell Waltrip is running up in the top five. He and Mark Martin are in front of Jim Phillips. And here comes Earnhardt again now as we go back to the pitch. Here he comes uh, down the pit lane slowly. Makes his uh, cut around the corner to try to get in. This time he was uh, in here and almost stopped and he took off thinking there was going to be a caution. The crew is up on the wall and waiting. They think they make an adjustment on the car. They're around the right side. They're take, trying to clean off the front grill section. John Malloy does that. Andy Petrie changed the right front tire. Now they come around the left side. Still no indication that there's anything with the car. I can't hear whether it's on eight or seven cylinders. They just changed the left side tires, and Earnhardt will be down and away. So Dale Jowett's going to take over the lead here at North Wilkesboro, and for Dale Earnhardt, he'll find himself at least a lap down, maybe more. 60 laps to go. The leader is Dale Jarrett. He's caught in traffic. Mark Martin's caught him. Smoke from Martin's car now. A puff of smoke as they go back to turn two. Jarrett sorts his way past some of the slower cars. Now falls in line, single file in the back straightaway. Jarrett got into Hunt Strickland as he was trying to lap him the last time here in turn number four. Strickland now making his pit stop as Mark Martin is all over the rear deck of the race leader. That little puff of smoke out of Mark's car. He jumped on the binders there to keep from running into the rear end of Dale because he had run up on the two cars running side by side 
inside, Kyle Petty and Kenny Schrader. That's where he is right now in turn three. Single file, nose to tail coming into turn three. Jarrett right on the rear deck of Schrader. He's got a little bit of benching metal on the side of the car. Mark Martin there looking for an opportunity, but it doesn't present itself. Mark Martin has led a couple of times here today. We've had most everybody in the ballpark lead at one time or another, it seems like. We've had a ton of uh, lead changes here at the North Wilkesboro Speedway. Uphill they go to turn three. Mark Martin looked for a lane to open up coming off turn number two. It wasn't there. His car slipped just a little bit. He falls back in line, but again, looks to the inside of Jared. Mark's car has not been as strong all day as it suddenly is right now. At least if it has, he hasn't been up there flexing the muscles, but he certainly is right now. He's trying desperately to get underneath Dale Jarrett. He took a couple of chances a time or two to get a fender underneath him. Hasn't been able to do it. Seems like every time Barney gets a good run going, they encounter some slower traffic. That time it was Hunt Strickland pulling back out. This time again, it's Ken Schrader. And don't forget now Ricky Rudd. He's back in the picture. Here he comes. He's within a half car length of the top two. Everybody mired in traffic in the corner. Jarrett comes off turn number two, hits the back straightaway. Mark Martin is there. Both cars work to the inside of Brett Bodine. Again, they'll fall in line behind Kenny Schrader in turn four. Now first, second, and third are just inches apart, about a, maybe a couple of feet between those three cars. Fourth place car, Darrell Waltrip, is way back a straightaway away, so he's not any threat right now to catch up to the leaders. He's about five little over five and a half seconds behind a battle for the lead in three. Jarrett goes wide off turn two, trying to get by Schrader. Mark Martin goes low, and he gets a fender up alongside. He hasn't led since lap 331, but here at 346, Mark Martin takes the lead again. Downhill inside of Jarrett. They go to turn one. Martin's the leader at Wilkesboro. Mark Martin shows the way off turn number two. Finally swings around, completely clears Dale Jarrett. Jarrett back in line, right on his bumper, and now Ricky Rudd closes in from third. Now, if Mark Martin's car is dialed in well enough to protect that inside groove. He's got a good chance to stay at the head of the class the rest of the way to the checkered flag. If it drifts up like Dale Jarrett's car did, then he may lose it also. He might lose the lead away. Ricky Rudd's getting stronger by the minute. All three are back in turn three. Ricky Rudd starting to look for a lane to the inside and Dale Jarrett coming to the corner. Jarrett closed off the lane, passing for opportunity. And so now Rudd again falls back in line in third, but he's still looking. He looks inside of Jarrett. The bid for second place is there. Jarrett goes wide. Rudd glued to the low side of the racetrack for second. Two Fords going side by side for the lead while the other Ford, Mark Martin, shows the way. Again, they're dead even at the end of the back straightaway. Ricky Rudd down to the inside lane. Jarrett goes wide and Rudd moves back to second. And Dale Jarrett has become a victim of North Wilkesboro's famous deal here. When the car goes away, it really goes away. You can't keep it down in that low groove. If somebody's hooked up a little better than you are, you're just simply going to get past. And Dale has fallen back to third. They're in three. Now we'll see what Ricky Rudd can do with Mark Martin. Two car links separate those two. And again, Martin is behind lap traffic. Kenny Schrader, the man just ahead. You're curious about the Winston Cup point chase. Jeff Gordon is running in sixth right now. Dale Earnhardt is a lap down in 15th position. He went down pit road, remember, Earnhardt did. Then when Trickle spun on the racetrack, Earnhardt continued through the pits. The caution never flew. It cost Earnhardt a lap. And in light of the fact that everybody's still on the racetrack here late in the day, that alone might give Earnhardt the Goodies Headache Award. He'd be a candidate right there, $1,000 to be voted on by the members of the media here at North Wilkesboro. The Goodies Headache Award to be handed out a bit later on this afternoon. Ken Schrader in ninth. He'll go a lap down. Mark Martin, the leader, swings by him to the inside. 
Sparrow, the lap's down to a final 27. You kind of feel that this powder keg is waiting to explode. The leader is Martin on the backstretch. Ricky, uh, rather, uh, Rusty Wallace follows him in the second spot. Then Jeff Gordon back in third. Further, you've got Terry Labonte in the Ernie Urban car, all working through heavy traffic in turn four. Rusty hadn't been that much of a factor at the front of the pack all day, but all of a sudden right now, that car looks awfully good. He's working on Mark Hard in turn number one, tried to get underneath him, and Mark pinched him right to the bottom of the racetrack. They head back to three. Rusty had the nose there, couldn't quite pull it off. He'll fall back in behind Mark Martin coming to turn three. He'll look to the inside. No chance to get up alongside. He's just got to follow Mark Martin off turn four. John Entretti about lost it. Had help from behind in close quarters racing. He and Jeff Bodine got together. Nobody spins around. The leader is in turn two. Single file among the front three cars. It's Mark Martin, then the Rusty Wallace car, followed by Jeff Gordon, then a lapped car. Sterling Marlins there before you get to fourth place. That's Terry Labonte with Ernie Irvin on his rear deck. Seven cars are still on the lead lap. Mark Martin leads them back to turn number one. Rusty Wallace rides second. Jeff Gordon is third as they scoot through the corner. Ernie Irvin having a great run. He posts in fifth right now. Terry Labonte is the fourth place car as they go back to the north end of the speedway. Irvin trying to get down to the inside of Terry Labonte. Not successful doing it this time. Meanwhile, Ricky Rudd picking his way through traffic. He just swung by Ken Schrader now putting some pressure on Dale Jarrett. Jarrett's running in the sixth spot just ahead of Rudd who is in seventh. A little smoke and steam from the Bobby Labonte car now, Alan. Looks like when he got together with Jimmy Spencer on the pit road, those two cars got together when they were leaving from the last pit stop. Labonte's car might have a little radiator damage or damage in the front end. The crew has taken out another radiator. Here's Rudd. a leader going downhill to turn number one. Mark Martin trying to pull away from Wallace, Gordon, and Marlin. Martin's got about three car links now on the uh, Rusty Wallace car coming up off the turn. Jeff Gordon starting to put some pressure on the Rusty Wallace car. Further back, Ricky Rudd picks off a spot from Dale Jarrett, drives to the inside in turn three. He moves up one more position. Ricky may have the quickest car on the speedway right now, but time's going to be the factor for him. Just 20 more laps remaining. Has he got enough time to get up there and chase down the leaders? At the front of the field, Mark Martin's pulled away by 10 car lengths. You got Rusty Wallace next in line, Jeff Gordon pressuring him, then Terry Labonte trying to clear the lap traffic, Ernie Irvin and Ricky Rudd, everybody single file in the front 10 cars. In the points chase, Earnhardt still a lap down, running in 10th, Gordon is in third, the leader Martin might have been saving something from everybody, he's pulling away now on the backstretch. Mark Martin is entering turn three, Rusty Wallace about five car lengths behind him now, closing in, trying to tighten up best he can, what he's got to worry about is Jeff Gordon starting to close in from third. And for the last five laps around, Mark Martin has increased his distance, maybe by a car length or so. Rusty not gaining ground, not losing that much either, as he's got his hands full right now with Jeff Gordon. A little further back, Terry Labonte trying to get up there and get in the thick of things. Ernie Urban about four or five car lengths behind Terry Labonte. Ricky Rudd will catch Ernie this time off turn number four, and Rudd has to be a little upset right now with what has just happened to him. Had good a car as he had at the front of the pack and had a chance to win. As we said, time's going to be the factor, Joe Moore, but he's reeling them in one by one. Nobody's showing their hand right now. A little plenty of spacing between the top uh, five to seven cars. Mark Martin still with about five car lengths over Rusty Wallace. Rusty just can't seem to close it in. And the success story of Ernie Irvin, he is in the top five right now. 16 laps to settle it here. What a magnificent day for Ernie Irvin to return to NASCAR Winston Cup racing. Lap 384, the leaders climbing up the hill towards turn three. Mark Martin by seven or eight car lengths on Rusty Wallace. Rusty has a car length on Jeff Gordon, third. Then the lapped car of Marlin. Further back, you've got Terry Labonte. Then Ernie Irvin. Then Ricky Rudd. Then Dale Jarrett. Following them, the cars were a lap down. So seven machines on the lead lap as we work with just 14 circuits to go. A couple of 
car owners and, and crew chiefs a moment ago said they thought they had something left for Mark Martin. I think Martin had something left that he hasn't been showing all day because Rusty's been the only car that had a shot at him, took one turn trying to get around, and since that time he's losing ground. They go back to three. Their only hope before this caution was to maybe get Martin buried in some lap traffic, and of course that's no factor whatsoever because it's wide open in front of the race leader now. Mark Martin, who has won here in the past, as we told you earlier, he has all sorts of clear sailing. 13 laps to go. The next car in front of him is better than a half lap away. Race is going to be for the fifth spot. Ricky Rudd's trying to get by Ernie Irvin. He got a run at him coming off turn two, but Irvin slammed down to the inside lane, closed off the opportunity, so Rudd's going to have to fall in behind him just ahead of Dale Jarrett. Ricky Rudd slinging that car right to left, trying to get inside, outside, anywhere he can go. He knows the laps are winding down on him. If he's going to win this thing, he's got to pass at least five more cars to get up there. Takes a look underneath Ernie Irvin off turn two. Let's see what kind of run he gets going, going into turn number three. Irvin's going to try to pull down, and he will. He'll hold off Ricky Rudd's attempt. And everybody waiting and watching now with 11 laps to go. That's the battle on the track. Not for the lead, not for second, third, or fourth. But Ernie Irvin's battle with Ricky Rudd and Dale Jarrett for fifth is the one everybody's watching. Ricky Rudd to the inside lane again. Gets the line coming off turn number two. Tries to pull alongside. But Irvin is strong here in the back straightaway. Yet again, he'll hold off Ricky Rudd. They touch a little bit coming through the corner this time. Irvin doing a great job of driving in the rearview mirror with Ricky Rudd and Dale Jarrett both trying to work on him out of turn number two, holding that position. So far, he's held him off for about eight or ten laps. That's for fifth place, as Eli said a moment ago. Meanwhile, at the front of the field, here's Mark Martin off turn number four. The advantage between himself now and Rusty Wallace, almost eight-tenths of a second. Hasn't gained or lost that much the last four or five times around. Rusty's pulled away a little bit now from the third-place car, Jeff Gordon. They're back in three. And Terry Labonte finally has cleared the lap car of Sterling Marlin and see what he can do now trying to close in on Jeff Gordon. Meanwhile, the fifth-place battle, Ricky Rudd finally makes his move. He got the line on the inside of Ernie Irvin, so move Rudd up one more position. Ernie went a little wide off turn number two last time, so Rudd takes over the fifth spot. Ernie Irvin back into the sixth position ahead of Dale Jarrett running seventh. Those seven cars on the lead lap. It will be seven laps to go when the field comes by the stripe this time. And again, Mark Martin, he's working downhill, still not in danger of chasing down the tail end of the field quite yet. He's got a comfortable pad with which to work back in turn two. Here's Mark Martin's Ford flashing up off turn number two, rocketing down the back straightaway, stretching out that lead even more over the second-place car of Rusty Wallace. Wallace looks back. He's pretty comfortably set in as well. He's got about three car lengths on Jeff Gordon. Ricky Rudd is not going to have time to get up there and even take a shot at the leader at the pace they're going right now. He is three and a half seconds behind Mark Martin with just six laps to go. I don't think anybody's going to catch Mark unless he has a problem. He go, goes back to turns three and four. If there's a challenge for position, it's going to be from third on back. That's where Jeff Gordon rides. He's got Terry Labonte closing in on him, and Ricky Rudd slinging his car all over the place, doing all he can to try to chop down the distance. Well, Ricky is giving it a run here, but right now there's enough distance between everybody on the lead lap that there isn't likely, barring a problem, to be a chance for position. Martin just pulls away now. The field coming back to the stripe. It'll be the four-to-go signal. The interval between first place and second. It's no longer car lane. You pull out the stopwatch. 1.04 seconds back to the corner. Here's Mark Martin down to the inside lane, coming off turn number two and on the back straightaway, stretching out his lead. Rusty Wallace is second, Jeff Gordon third. We thought Terry Labonte might close in and try to mount a challenge there, but for now, Labonte just follows his teammate. Mark Martin, the leader, across the line, heads back into turn number one, still an advantage of a little better than a full second, which will translate to about 20 car lengths. 
Jeff Gordon right now not able to catch Rusty Wallace and take away the second place. Jeff might have his hands full with Terry Labonte. Labonte's been following Jeff Gordon the last five laps or so. Hasn't really take, uh, taken the opportunity to try to move. He is now, though, starting to peek down on the inside of Gordon's Chevy. Two laps to go as the field goes back to the corner, and still Mark Martin not having to deal with any race traffic as he pulls away with the lead. Very easily off turn two, and down the back straightaway, Mark Martin drops it down on the inside lane of turn number three, on the four, around for the white flag. Mark Martin down out of turn number four, takes the white flag. Crowd jump to their feet, cheer him on as he goes down into the corner. He's going to just about catch the tail end of the field on this final lap around. He's off turn two. He's not going to have to worry about pushing anything here at this stage of the event. Halfway down the back, straight away, Mark Martin for the final time. Drops it into turn number three. He's on his way to a win. For Martin, it will be win number three of the 1995 season. Wallace finishes second. The scramble for third will be Jeff Gordon just ahead of Labonte. So Gordon takes home a third place finish and will recoup the points that he lost a weekend ago because Dale Earnhardt comes home a lap down in ninth. Let's go to pit road. Well, Steve Mill, you saved the best for last on that last pit stop and then it was all to the races for Mark Martin. Yeah, we had the last two sets of tires were our favorite. Uh, Butch Hilton does the tire and did a tremendous job on the guys had a real fast stop. We knew we needed to beat the 10 off pit road. And then we got worried about what Rusty was gonna do, but Mark had clear sailing, he did a good job. He really did, and he's headed to victory lane. So that's what's happening on pit road, and in victory lane in just moments, we'll visit with Mark Martin. We'll also check in with Ernie Irvin in his return to NASCAR Winston Cup Racing. He comes home in sixth. NASCAR Today continues on MRN Radio, sponsored by Ford Trucks and your local Ford dealer. Have you driven a Ford lately? Mark Martin is a two-time winner at North Wilkesboro and a three-time winner in 1995. We'll be hearing from him shortly. We'll also check in in just a bit with Ernie Irvin. But a strong second-place run for Rusty Wallace. Let's get his thoughts. After starting 18th, brought the Ford up to the runner-up spot. Rusty, not enough for Mark. How close were you to having a shot at the win? Well, he, he had me beat at the end. He really did. I was just too tight. I had to start from way back. I screwed up qualifying again, but uh, the car ran really good. I'm really proud of the guys. I'd just like to thank Miller and Fleetwood and Mobile and Mazak and Bosch and Goodyear and all those guys for a great job. And uh, be home a little bit, Pat. Everything was great today. And the motor ran strong. So all I can say is that he was just, he just outran me. He, I just flat got beat. How are you? Continues a good strength for Rusty. Third, first, third, third, and now second. His last five races, Rusty Wallace, the runner-up today. Let's check in with Winston Kelly. Well, we're trying to get a word with Ernie Irvin here in just a second. Uh, he's calling out of his car, talking to his crew, so we'll get with him in just a moment. We will tell you that Steve Meal is the winner of the Plastic Coat Winning Finish Award. It goes each weekend to the winning crew chief on the NASCAR Winston Cup scene. $2,000 to Steve Meal from the folks at Plastic Coat. Back to Alan Bestwick. With point leader Jeff Gordon, who's uh, just climbed from his Chevrolet. Jeff, great run. You came home in third. It didn't look like you were going to have that good a finish for a while. No, uh, you know, I tell you, the DuPont Rainbow Warriors made a heck of a stop there that last time. I told them to free the car, but I shouldn't have. Uh, you know, it, it actually got pretty loose uh, there at the end, so I couldn't race with Rusty. But, uh, you know, Terry, got to thank my, my teammate. Uh, you know, he raced me real clean. He could have got by me, but, uh, you know, it was good hard racing. One more lap, he would have had us. But, uh, you know, this is exactly what we need today. I mean, you, you don't want to see uh, 
you don't want to wish any bad luck on anybody, but if anybody's going to gain points on us here, it would have been Earnhardt. And, uh, you know, for us to gain a few points just, uh, you know, adds a little bit of uh, padded effort. But anything can happen at any racetrack, whether it's a track we run good at or a track we run bad at. But uh, we're real thrilled to come out here with a third, that's for sure. So what you're trying to say is with four races left, you're still not feeling any more comfortable about this championship. Well, no, because uh, I know that anything at any time can happen, and you just got to, you know, try your hardest. Uh, everybody's got to give it 100% like we have been all year long and just, uh, you know, ask for lots of blessings and uh, hope that, you know, everything turns out all right. But we've been on a pretty consistent string here lately, and you know it's got to quit sometime. Well, he hopes it doesn't quit between now and the end of the season. Jeff Gordon, 14th to 3rd today. Let's go back into the garage area and get a word with Winston Kelly. Well, let's see if we can get a comment with Ernie Irvin. Ernie, Ernie, how about today's race? I tell you, it was great. You know, I had, had more fun. I, this is why I wanted to come back. Everybody asks you, why do you want to come back after uh, trauma that you went through? And uh, this is why. This was a ball and uh, had a blast. And, you know, the guys did a great job. This is kind of a new team all put together. And, you know, the pit stops were awesome. And, uh, you know, I, I got to hold my hat off to uh, Larry and, and Robert that, uh, and Texaco, and all, all the people that's been big supporters in Ford and everybody. How about the future? When are you going to be back on the racetrack? Uh, that's, you know, just uh, something me and Robert and Larry and, and all the, the other people involved, I have to sit down and figure it out. Physically, how do you feel? feel good. You know, I mean, I, my neck never got tired or nothing. That's the word from Ernie Irvin, and he looks very good as well. Ernie Irvin comes home in six this afternoon. He drove the wheels off that car here today, made some great moves, and I think he's ready to come back to racing. Let's check back in with Alan Bestwick. Well, Terry Labonte and Ricky Rudd have stepped up into their haulers to change, and I don't think uh, we'll be able to get a transmission out from inside there, so we'll wait just a second and then get a word with them. All right, while we await Mark Martin in victory lane, we'll tell you that the members of the media covering the Tyson Holly Farms 400 voted the Goodies Headache Award to Ricky Rudd. He had that extra pitch stop because of the lug nut that was missing. It cost him a potential win. He came home in fifth spot, so a 1000 check from the folks at Goodies Pharmaceuticals to Ricky Rudd. There's also a $250 donation going to the Brenner Children's Hospital in Winston-Salem, North Carolina from Goodies Headache Powders in the name of Ricky Rudd. To Victory Lane we go now, Jim Phillips. Well, Jack Roush had both of his cars on the front row today. The man that started second, he's the winner. Congratulations, Mark Martin. <laughs> it was a, I guess we don't really always run that great here and I think we made a mistake or had an accident today because this car was super. I usually really tear up the rear tire, burn up the rear tires, and uh, so the first half of the race I babied the thing along, and the thing seemed like it was going to stay under us, so uh, after about halfway we just let her out. Uh, and the guys gave me a great pit stop when it counted, and I just want to thank, you know, the Valvoline Cummins Ford Bunch, and uh, the guys have practiced their pit stops, and they cranked them out today, and that made the difference. Uh, good handling car and good pit stops. The last two stops seem to be the difference. Steve Mill said you saved the best two sets of tires for the last two stops. Well, they ran like that too. You know, the guys have really done a fabulous job. And, uh, you know, we've been a, had some disappointments in the last six, eight races, and uh, this is real good for us. Uh, it's a good race and a good win for us. How about when you had Rusty there on your tail there on the last restart? Well, I really sweated that because I knew Rusty always runs so good here, but uh, he seemed to be a little bit off today. and. Uh, I knew if he could get us, he'd get us on new tires, but I'd been getting away from him all day, so I just knew to run my line, and after a few laps, you know, we started pulling away. 
Third win for Mark Martin. Jack, you had both cars on the front row today. It's been a big day for you. Yeah, it's a shame we couldn't have them both right up front. You know, Ted did a nice job, and then he had a little problem. But Mark was just super. Like Mark said, the key to it, I think, was the pit stops. The, guy worked, the guys worked their pit stops real hard. We had a new rule that, you know, tore everything up. And uh, I did the same kind of car preparation we always do here, and we just hit it right on the car today. And, uh, boy, they were there in the pits when we needed it. They really were. Nice win for Jack Roush's corner and Mark Barton as they win near the Tyson Holly Farms 400. That's a good organization. Little Jack Roush, the cat in the hat, as they call him, always wears that hat on his head. But, man, does he speak volumes when he talks. Other awards now coming our direction, the RCA Pit Strategy of the Race Award. Steve Meal gets that honor. He is the winning crew chief today. It doesn't always go to the winning crew chief, but it did in today's instance. The RCA Pit Strategy Award, $5,000 more going to Steve Meal. Let's check in with Alan, see if uh, either Terry Labonte or Ricky Rudd have emerged from their transporters. Uh, well, I'm standing outside of Terry Labonte's truck. Not yet would be the answer to that. I believe Winston Kelly has gone to find Ricky Rudd. And I have caught up with Ricky Rudd. Ricky, I tell you, thought you were going to continue that streak 13 straight. Just wasn't to be there at the end. Your thoughts on the race? Well, we, I felt like we had the competition beat. We had Mark. He was spinning his tires off the corner. I was waiting for about 10 to go, and I was just letting him run his tires hard, and then that last caution came out, and uh, you know, the biggest thing we had to beat today was NASCAR politics. I think it's obvious they don't want to see us win a race. Five car finished the race last week, had two lug nuts on uh, at the end of the race. Uh, we missed one lug nut. Five cars sitting in the gas pumps again today had two lug nuts off the left front. Uh, but yet we had one that was loose, and NASCAR says come on in. So can't fight City Hall, so we'll try it another day. How about that last caution flag, forgetting the lug nut situation? You think you could have gotten around Mark Martin? Well, I don't think it was a question. I was sitting there saving my tires all day and just really trying not to abuse the car. We just had an excellent car today, one I haven't had on a short track in many, many years. And, again, just sitting there waiting, abiding uh, our time, not getting in a hurry. If you ran your tires too hard in the beginning, you paid the price in the end. So we are just sort of saving the tires. And, uh, you know, we had aired the tires up, put a couple extra pounds of air in the tires for that 20-lap run. We'd have been in good shape. Series of circumstances kept Ricky Rudd from continuing that 13-win string here on the NASCAR circuit. He comes home fifth. Of course, rules are rules, and, and Barney, you and I have been talking about the Raybestos break of the race award, and it was a bad break. He had to come back in, uh, regardless of what might have gone undetected for other teams. Ricky had to come back in. Uh, it is certainly, I would think, deserving of the Raybestos break of the race award. Tough break. He didn't get that last lug, lug nut on, uh, and I'd like to... Uh, cast a nomination in his direction. I'll sure have to concur with that because nobody had any tougher luck today than he did and probably cost him maybe a win here. So a $500 check from the folks at Ray Bestis. We do need to say honorable mention certainly though to Ernie Irvin. What a great break he had getting back into a race car and coming home in sixth spot here today. We have gotten some of the final numbers in from NASCAR. Average speed today, 103.001 miles an hour. Still four miles an hour off the record pace when Jeff Bodine won here on a Monday in a non-caution uh, race. It was caution-free. So it wasn't a track record, but a very quick race nevertheless. We saw Mark Martin lead five times for 126 laps. There were 28 lead changes among 13 different drivers this afternoon. Two cautions for 10 laps, and every one of the starters, all 36, were running at the end of the Tyson Holly Farms 400. A fourth place finish today for Terry Labonte behind the race winner, Mark Martin. Let's go back to the garage. Well, Terry, a great run today. You started back in the 11th spot and got a top five out of it, but uh, you just never seemed to be able to get up there and fight with the leaders. How was your race? Well, we got off to kind of a slow start there. The car was awful loose at the start. 
Kellogg's guys did a great job getting it tightened up for me, but we were too far behind, and all the green flag stops we never could get caught up. Finally, we got a caution there. And, you know, we wound up fourth. It was a great run for us. We'll sure take it. Uh, we'd have, you always want to do better, but we're happy with that. A late rally gets Terry Labonte at top five today, Eli. A good run there for Terry Labonte. Let's give you the full rundown in a moment, but first, Jim Phillips, we never did follow up on when Dale Jarrett hit the wall up there to bring out that second and final caution of the day. Uh, any word on exactly what happened? Because, as we said, we, we never really saw the incident begin. Well, Dale is headed out of uh, the racetrack in his Ford Explorer, but uh, I'm, I've got a chase on for Larry McReynolds. He's up in the uh, driver's lounge of the transporter here, Eli, and I've... Uh, Set a runner up there to see if we can't get a word with Larry. Try to get uh, the situation and don't see him coming out. So we'll we'll hang around just a minute and, and see if he comes out to talk to us. All right. Certainly. Normally uh, we would walk right up into the transporter, but oftentimes our wireless signal doesn't work very well from in there. And want to make sure you folks at home can hear things nice and clearly. So Jim will hang around there for a moment longer. We've got the rundown coming your way in a moment from the North Wilkesboro Speedway. This is MRN Radio. Mark Martin has won the Tyson Holly Farms 400 here at the North Wilkesboro Speedway in North Carolina. Jim Phillips has waited and waited, and the waiting paid off. Larry McReynolds has emerged. Well, Larry, it looks like you're going to sail along for a win here. You're really running good in this race today. Had the Dale Jarrett's car hooked up, and then what happened? Really had to work on it from the very beginning, but after about the second stop, made some major adjustments, and it just really come to us and stayed good on the long grain runs. Somebody down there, a lap car, probably 20 laps down or something, tried to make it three deep and four and got into our left rear really hard. Hard enough it probably bent the rear end and the uh, car wouldn't turn. And then I guess the 26 car, I don't know what he was doing down here in one and two, hit us pretty hard and spun us. But we still stayed on the lead lap and come out of here in seventh. Uh, not what we wanted. I'd rather be on top of that hot dog stand right now talking to you. But uh, overall, sixth and seventh, new team. <laughs> a lot happened in, in one month, and Ernie Irvin back. It's it's really a good day. I can't complain. You are getting paid double for this, aren't you? I, I, we Robert and I definitely going to sit out and talk. I don't <laughs> I don't know about this deal, <laughs> but no, it's got a great group of people working on both cars. Pit stops on both teams was just awesome. Uh, I think we got a great start for four more races this year in 1996. Well, I think they picked up a lot more fans today, guys. I would think so. we got to explain that comment about the hot dog stand. There's a, a building in the infield here that does have a concession stand on one end. The media center is built into it, the infield care center. And on top of that building is where Victory Lane is. They raised the car up on with a hydraulic lift, and that's where the Victory Lane location is, so all the fans can see. So when Larry said, I wish I was on top of that hot dog stand talking to you, don't think that... Uh, he's not hungry. <laughs> you don't think he's just uh, wanting something to eat. Let's give the Folks, the rundown, Barn. Mark Martin is the winner. Rusty Wallace finishes second. Jeff Gordon finished third. Fourth goes to Terry Labonte. Ricky Rudd is fifth. Great return for Ernie Irvin. Sixth place finish here this afternoon. Dale Jarrett finished seventh. And unofficially, that should be the only cars that finished on the lead lap. Kenny Schrader finishes eighth. Dale Earnhardt runs ninth. Bill Elliott's tenth. Jeff Bodine, eleventh. Michael Waltrip finished 12th. Derek Cope was 13th. Darrell Waltrip 14th. Sterling Marlin 15th. 
Bobby Hamilton comes home 16th, Michael Andretti 17th, Bobby Labonte 18th, Dick Trickle 19th, and Ted Musgrave round out the top 20. 21st today will be Ricky Craven, 22nd Brett Bodine, 23rd Morgan Shepard, 24th will be the Bobby Hillen car, 25th is Hutt Strickland, Rick Mast finished 26th, 27th this day goes to Rich Bickle, 28th is Dave Marcus, Jimmy Hensley finished 29th, Kyle Petty was 30th, 31st was Steve Grissom, Joe Nemechek finished 32nd, then Robert Presley 33rd, 34th will be the Elton Sawyer car, Jimmy Spencer 35th, and Lake Speed 36th. All 36 starters were on the racetrack running at the finish. A reminder that if you're heading to the Charlotte Motor Speedway next week, the folks from UAW and General Motors will be offering you a chance to win a collector's edition Chevrolet Corvette. No purchase necessary. You can just visit the folks at the UAW GM Information Highway Exhibit and take your chances on winning that Corvette. Also, if you're going to be in the Charlotte area coming up on Friday evening, October the 6th at 7 o'clock at the ballpark, the Knights Castle. NASCAR drivers in a softball game against team owners and crew chiefs. This celebrity challenge is going to benefit MRO, Motor Racing Outreach, and their children's ministries. We remind you also that coming up in a few days, testing at the new Homestead Motorsports Park, October 10th and 11th, down in Homestead, Florida. We'll update all of that for you over the course of the next days and weeks on MRN Radio. And that's going to be what's happening around the world of NASCAR racing. Next weekend, MRN takes a break. In two weeks from today, the 15th of October, we'll be with you from Nashville, Tennessee. The NASCAR Slim Jim All-Pro Series, the Mannheim Auctions All-American 400. Of course, coming up this week, we've got Ned Jarrett's World of Racing every morning. Alan Bestwick with NASCAR Today in the afternoons, and we'll get together Tuesday for NASCAR Live. 7 o'clock, taking your calls toll-free at 1-800-2-NASCAR. Our thanks to Martha Oliver and Sherry Smith on the scoring loop today. Joel Moore was in the turns. Jim Phillips, Winston Kelly, and Alan Bestwick down on the pit lane. For Barney Hall, I'm Eli Gold. Again, thanks so much for spending your weekend with us here at North Wilkesboro, and our congratulations to Mark Martin and the entire Jack Roush team, winners of the Tyson Holly Farms 400. So long from North Wilkesboro, North Carolina. MRN Radio, coverage of the NASCAR Winston Cup Series has come to you from the North Wilkesboro Speedway. Sponsored by Raybestos Brakes. When it comes to safety, don't compromise. Say Raybestos, the best in brakes. By Western Auto, the official auto parts and service store of NASCAR. By Pontiac, the official pace car of NASCAR. 24 years running. Pontiac, we are driving excitement. By Anheuser-Busch, brewers of smooth bush beer and easy-drinking bush light, head for the mountains of bush. By Unical 76, for quality gasoline, keep your eye on the ball. By Goodyear, number one in racing, number one in tires. By STP, makers of fuel performance additives like STP Super Concentrated Fuel Injector Cleaner and STP Gas Treatment. Go with STP and drive a better car by Gatorade Thirst Quencher, the official sports beverage of NASCAR. Hey, life is a sport. Drink it up. By Wix Filters, the choice of Joe Gibbs NASCAR Winston Cup Racing Team. They're available for you at professional auto parts stores. By Heilig Myers Furniture. At Heilig Myers, we furnish America. By Lowe's, when you want the job done right, race into Lowe's Home Improvement Warehouse. By Texaco Haviland Formula 3 Motor Oil. 
Add more life to your car. Take it to the star. And by Sears Tire and Auto Centers, where you can find all tires on sale now. The executive producer of MRN Radio is John McMullen. Associate producer, Alan Bestwick. Engineers, Harry Howard and Vince Marzello. Affiliate relations, David Hyatt, Cheryl Knight and Stephanie Ellis. Remote operations director, Clark Moore. Production assistants, Sandy Good and Gina Hogren. This is Rick Lewis. This broadcast was a production of MRN Radio, a division of International Speedway Corporation. This has been MRN Classic Races, presented by Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR, and brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our strength. Join us every Thursday for more classic races from the MRN Vault.